everyone, and welcome to the NovaCast, the Digimon Rewatch Experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Scrafty. And I'm Tom. And today we have episodes 41 and 42 of Digimon Tamers. We're getting back to the real world. Things are slowly, not even slowly, things are just going downhill for like everyone involved. So, yeah, good times. We're in, we're in full on exist. Uh, we're getting to existential dread area uh, via uh, familial emotional turmoil uh, jun- junction or whatever. Like, yes, <laughs> it, it, we're just going. We're just going through all the bad shit. <laughs> like nothing, nothing is secret. Uh, we are just, we're just bad, bad times all around for pretty much everyone. Um, so yeah, but I, I, I think it's. I do think it's fun that even like this this late in the series, we're still having these little denouements. Like a couple episodes where there's not a whole lot of action, but like there's a ton of like character beats and like quiet like conversations and whatever. Yeah, I really appreciate it about this series of like how like forty two had like a lot of really good moments for me of just like the the la- the last calm before the storm and like you were getting like all these like last little times between like the characters and like their families and like what's gonna go like right before things get like really bad and i'm i'm really appreciate it reminds me a lot of like sort of like the odaiba arc in uh, adventure of how like you get to look more again at the 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 familial bonds but this time it's also impacted by okay everyone just came back from the digital world everyone's kind of scarred for life so yeah there was a real like yeah, it- I forgot how, like, nicely borderline cathartic, like, the episode where... Uh, reunion episode... No, no, sorry. Reunion's episode 42. Um, episode 41. Um, that one... The ending of that is, is a real nice moment and reminds me of why... Again, just continues to remind me of why I like this show so much, so... Um, mm. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, everything that's happening here is very, like... This this feels like the roller... This feels like the roller coaster ramping up Bit like you know before it gets to the top and then drops like we we feel like it's very much at this point there's a lot of tension and just general unease um going on right now most of that's in 42 to be fair like yeah 41, i think, I think is a for, good the end of 42 is like right as like the roller coaster is coming down so like if you're in the first two cars cars yes you're like kind of feeling it like you already know what's happening but the people yeah. in the back are like oh no but yeah like <laughs> appreciate- things start devolving I appreciate you straining this metaphor uh, along <laughs> along with me, Sloan. <laughs> that's, it's that's, a good metaphor. I mean, what, it is, but yes, <laughs> I like to strain really my like, metaphors. What I really like is that like these episodes feel like a sequel to episode twenty. I think the one where all the kids talk to their parents before they head out to the digital world, and like yeah, it shows that before yeah. you know before Kanaka's brain turned to goo, he was very good yeah. at um, understanding character motivations and relationships. A, like a lot, lot better than most writers on this series because I'm still never forgetting, you know, in adventure when they all just kind of peace out into the digital world, leaving their parents extremely concerned and yes. you know terrified for their safety. Versus this series where not once but twice they have like extremely good like heartfelt conversations about like you know the, how this is their duty and whatever. It's yeah. it's really good. it's yeah it's yeah. exquisite. It's delicious. It- it helps a lot more in that, like, say, 42 focuses, like, on, like, much smaller sets of characters. Like, it's not like we're seeing, like, Kazu and Kenta and, like, Ryo and everyone. Like, we're mostly focused on, like, Henry, um, Rika, and then, like, a tiny bit of Takado and, like, some Jerry, too. So it's, like, we're getting 
I, again, like, it's that thing of, like, this is why, like, the smaller cast, like, does help. Like, I like the big cast from Adventure and Zero Two, but having the smaller, like, focus, like, really helps um, increase, like, what you can get out of it in terms of, like, these moments. Like, you don't have to cram everyone in and then also, like, fill in the story beats. You have enough time for, like, these few, like, moments of, like, okay, like, person A gets some moments, person B gets some moments, person C gets some moments, and then you get the story, too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's 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 nicely focused, and yeah, you, you I hadn't really realized it, but yeah, you are right about the whole <laughs> Kazu and Ken's basically <laughs> disappearing from the show at this point, um, which I'm not, which I'm not too upset about to be entirely no, honest. No, I don't. I'm I don't, upset I, about Kazuo like, leaving. I'm not upset about Kazuo <laughs> Ken to leave. <laughs> I'm not really That's not like, fussed about it either way, but like, yeah, I I, I think it, it makes sense for a good episode. But yeah, I was very much in the in the camp of like, yeah, these guys are. Jobbers, <laughs> not even jobbers. They they even yeah. fight. They just do nothing. Um. So yeah. Look, I'll give credit to Gargermon. He did help during the Bielzmon fight. I don't know how, but he did. <laughs> I see. I, I think it's it's interesting how the the show seems to understand its tone well enough to know when to get the clowns out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's yeah. if I if I might get perhaps overly um pretentious for a second it, it it's like in, it's like it was very much like in, a, in an italian opera how like you'd have a, a comic relief character for, for most of the performance then near the end they either get killed off or, or just disappear never to be seen again because it's you know it would mess with the the emotional stakes too much to have jar jar being found mon goes no, no, no. to doctor mon <laughs> says doctor i've been feeling depressed oh my gosh. Uh, doctor says <laughs> Go see uh, Great Clown Kazu Shioda in town tonight. Uh, <laughs> Mon says, but Doctor, I'm Kazu Shioda. Okay. Now you I'm already gonna do used my... that bit. Now I'm gonna okay, do... go now ahead, I'm gonna Tom. Do... Now I'm going to do my joke, um, which is that... <laughs> jo... Which is that Jar Jar Binks was nowhere to be found during Jewel of Fates while, 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 while that was playing. So Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Jar Jar Binks friggin' found dead in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's a Sith Lord. Yeah, oh, it's gonna, it's anyway. gonna happen. Okay, I prefer, I prefer the, the the canon in one of the Force Awakens games where where you just find his, his frozen carbonite <laughs> body in some hole. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I don't think we've got any news to talk about this week. It's been very quiet on the digital front, I suppose. Um. Unless there's anything else which anyone wants to bring up, but I I I just want to do reiterate like we have done most weeks. Um, Ghost game <laughs> continues to be very fun and very good, and I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, so yeah, uh, last week's was a very creepy, fun episode. Um, and uh, yeah, I I think it's gotten to an, a groove that I'm I'm excited to watch each episode each week. So yeah, I'm enjoying that. We will re- we'll recap it one day on the podcast, I'm guessing. So, you know, that'll probably to be that about like year, two or three years at this, at this or point, I think. <laughs> Whenever yeah. we get around to that. So, I'm, I think I'm catching up with it tonight as of this recording. So, I'm very excited. We're, I, cause I have like three, I'll have like three episodes yeah, to watch or something. So, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they've, they've kept up this, um, this tone and pace. I'm excited. Yeah, I, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, I'm, ex- slow, I'm excited for you're that. Still behind. You're still behind, aren't you, Sloan? Yeah, no, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up tonight. I think so. Ooh. Next week I'll be able to say, "Hey, Ghost Game is cool," and then <laughs> yes, Ghost Game update next week. Um, Ghost Game update next week. Yeah, but for now, maybe we just uh, focus on on some good old Digimon tamers. I think that's a that's a good plan, Scrafty. Since we we don't have anything else, do you want to hit us with episode forty one? Yes, for sure. 
So, episode 41 in English is called Homeward Bound. In Japanese, it's called Return to the Real World. It was written in English by our gal Adele Lim, in Japanese by Chiaki Kanaka himself, and it was directed by Yukio Kaizawa. So, this one kind of picks up right where last episode left off. Like, you know, the, the timer's at zero, the arc is here, but Rika and Renamon are still nowhere to be found. We see that, you know, they're they're racing back towards the arc as fast as they can with Impmon in tow. And Rika even uses a, a card slash to give Cubimon, who she's riding on, a speed boost to try to get her there faster. But unfortunately, she can't make it there in time and the arc starts to move. So Ryo and Savage Ramon, you know, being the only pair of partners that can fly and move really fast, bail out to go grab Rika. But unfortunately, it, right in the process, when Takato's trying to clamor aboard, he, he trips and falls and... The arc continues to, you know, ascend into the air far past any height where he could realistically climb up or jump up. And in an act of desperation, Gilmon, like, tearfully begs the arc to, to stop. And surprisingly, it actually does. Against all odds, like, you know, this this generic program obliges and stops in midair so that um, Ryo and Savagermon and Rika and Kubimon can return and scoop up Takato and, and bring him inside. And... Back in the real world, Dolphin, the, the head of the, the programming for the Monster Makers, is kind of freaking out because he's like, this shouldn't be possible. Like, it should not have the capacity to, you know, stop moving on its own. And that's when they have an epiphany. They realize that because they used the original, you know, digital monster code base for the arc, since, you know, just for convenience's sake, because they, they knew that it was a program that could exist in the in the in both the digital and real worlds, it developed its own sentience. So it... It achieved, you know, self-determinism in an extremely rapid amount of time, thanks to Takado and Gilmon's desperation. And that kind of, like, stuns them <laughs> a bit as they realize, you know, this thing that they designed just to, as a utility has, has now has its own free will. So, you know, the rest of the gang is on the arc. Cyberdramon devolves into its rookie form, so we see Monodramon for the first time in the show. And, you know, the arc continues to ascend into the sky. Kenta realizes that it's not just snacks he has in his pocket, it's a small pink angel. And out of nowhere, Marine Angelon is now officially his partner. So put a pin in that because it'll be important several episodes on the line from now. But as of right now, it's basically just a, you know, oh, Kenta didn't have anything. Let's just give him a mega out of pity. <laughs> yep. Jerry is going through it. <laughs> she she has advanced beyond depression into super depression. Because her skin is now extremely pale, her eyes are a eerie yellow with like you know zero shine or or life in them, and everyone's just very very worried about her. Like multiple characters kind of look in her direction and go, "She's not okay." So she's got scurvy. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, she's got she's got um, jaundice. She'll be all right. That's right, jaundice. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so just before it can reach the ceiling of the digital world, the the arc is attacked by the D Reaper, and it starts to plummet back into the digital world. So once again, you know, Takato realizing that if Gilmon begging it before worked, then he appeals to its free will once more and, and begs it to to take them home. And the arc, like, connects to his, his the, you know, the, the communication device that Yamaka gave him and says, okay, so it actually, like, is capable of thought and communication at this point. And, you know, re-engages its flight path. Along the way, it's still, it's still being attacked by the D-Reaper, so it's, like, breaking apart in midair. But it manages to bioemerge right in the park in Shinjuku. And everyone gets out okay. And, you know, everyone's tearfully reunited with their family and parents just as the arc starts to 
break apart and, and fall back into the digital world. Which Dolphin it feels upset because, you know, he feels like he's losing his baby and Gilmon says he feels like I'm losing a friend. So like already, you know, they've they've anthropomorphized this thing and, and are feeling extremely sad from from losing it. And when I say that everyone's reunited with their parents, that's a bit of a you know, a misnomer because Jerry's parents are nowhere to be found. They are several prefectures away. I actually looked it up and they were in Nagano versus Shinjuku, and that's about a three hour train ride, so they are far away and did not bother showing up to to greet her. So everyone's kind of wondering how they're gonna get her home. And at that point, Takato volunteers to take her there. And we even get like this very rough message from Jerry's dad. The reason that he's not there is because he says if my ungrateful daughter wanted to run away all by herself, then she can return home by herself as well. So Takato you know, goes to the train station, buys tickets for himself, Gilan and Jerry. And they, you know, begin the long trip home after some hijinks with a, a train conductor who accuses Gilan of being a monster. So they, you know, they ride in silence for a while. And then they have, Takato has this very, like, one-sided heart-to-heart with Jerry where he kind of spills his feelings and admits, like, you know, all the pain that he's feeling because of what happened to her in the digital world and how he feels responsible and all that. But he, despite, you know, him, like, just pouring his, his heart and soul all, all over this conversation, she does not react at all and seems more interested in just reading the nutritional information of the lunchbox that he bought for her. So, yeah, it's a bit of a weird emotional but also, like, worrying scene because she continues to slip into her inhuman tendencies that she she started doing a while back. So they do eventually make it to, to Nagano, and Jerry's dad pulls up in a taxi and just, like, very forcefully forces her, like, you know, into the car with Calawan following her and just kind of gruffly, like, not really thanking Takato, but, like, acknowledging <laughs> acknowledging what he did. And, yeah, it just kind of ends with Takato about to take the train back to his parents when he realizes on the TV that the D-Reaper seems to have not only followed them to the real world, but is, is actively consuming Shinjuku as well. So yeah, sorry for the long summary, but a lot happens in this episode. It's very, There's a lot very that happens. Don't never apologize for a nice long summary. Um, yeah, I have yeah. a question. What's and a question? So we had that really nice scene with the parents. Who is that man? Did did Rio get a, a dad when he came when he shifted universes? Yes, he did. <laughs> How does that work? How does he just get a dad? Did 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 the world shape itself to to give him a family to fit in? Like it's like it's like how? when it's like when um when Martin McFly comes back to the to the back to the future. I guess in Back to the Future, he um he you know his parents are rich and whatever. That's technically not his family, but they're close enough. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. hey, but no, like, this, is, this is his dad. Like, did he will them into existence by like universe, like universe shifting? Did Eniac give him a dad? It it, it seems that way because the the funniest thing is um, the next. I won't talk. I won't talk about it too much because this is more relevant to the next episode. But like, yeah, like in the next episode, they do acknowledge that he, you know, his he, him and his dad have a history, and his dad like. Is yeah. actively resentful of Monodromon for quote unquote taking his son away from him, or whatever. So like, it's yeah, it's a bit muddled how the lore of this universe works. Chiaki but... Kanaka, why didn't you play the Wonder Swan games? But you know, <laughs> I'm I'm fine to take it as a self-contained story and not think about the Wonder Swan games because I have not played the Wonder Swan games because I can't play the Wonder Swan games because the Wonder Swan yeah. was never released in North America. 
Yeah, sorry, Sloane, you're um, you're like I'm alone you, on like Wonder Sloan, Swan Sea on Wonder Swan Sloan, Island. You're like forty minute um recap of those games in the pre- in that previous episode is all for naught, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's no, might as well not be canon. So <laughs> Listen, I appreciated it. That episode of the episode six fifty something of the podcast is no longer canon within within our continuity. <laughs> I we'll episode fifty eight no longer canon. For the dorp, for the sake of the dorp, I think it at least it's like solid. So I think it's fine. I think it's fair that the dub gets to have its thing, which makes more sense in the dub, and it kind of falls apart in the Japanese in the original version, considering so many <laughs> things the dub has done. To yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it's karma. God, Jerry's parents suck. Like this her, is no. Her stepmom was worried. I kind of like that. Like she was like, "Oh, Jerry, I was so worried." But then her dad's just like a complete jerk. He's just literally like yanking her by the arm. Like he he sucks. Jerry's stepmom. Uh, yeah. Jury's out on the 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 jury is out on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Japanese a little. Humor. That's a little. Yeah, very fun, very funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's like, it's not like the stepmom made any effort to like show up. Like she probably wasn't allowed to. I mean, like, look at the dude she married. He's a jerk. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably. Ooh. So I'm, I'm not. They never confirmed this in the English version or the Japanese version. But am I the only one who, who got the impression that her dad was not sober when he came up to, when he came to pick her up? Like I think the fact so. That he the fact that he was in a taxi, despite you, the fact that we know later on that he does own a car, and he has a bit of like a sway to him when he when he walks out to to uh, meet her. I'd have to rewatch it, but is he like slurring in the Japanese version or, or no? He, like? He's just very gruff. Like he barely talks at all in the Japanese okay. version. Yeah, I just kind of thought of it as like he's a jerk. Yeah, I, I don't. I honestly, this is not a slam on the show or whatever, but like, I don't think they'd be that subtle about it. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, they, I think yeah, they would just right. be straight up like, you know, have the bloody. <laughs> I'm not saying he'd show up with like the XXX joke or whatever. <laughs> no, he wouldn't like, eat the, uh, the subway ham sandwich that that one dude in like the early episode ate. <laughs> <laughs> just, just writes Jerry a note like that one. Postcard Homer writes in Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no, he he just straight up sucks though. He's a he's a bad bad man. Like and yeah, the whole Jerry thing is like if you didn't already feel sorry for her, they're just piling it on now. Um, yeah. yeah, it's like you, you <laughs> get it. Grim. Like you 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 see him for like five seconds, you're like, oh, I understand. <laughs> I, I yeah. realize why this this little girl wanted to run off to a dangerous world yeah. in a computer. Makes with sense. Her big, with her big yeah, fairy. And you like, understand why with she With her 47 inch sexy... Lucario plush. <laughs> 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 yep. Yeah, like, you, you fully understand why she embraced this sexy lion man as a better father figure than her actual don't, dad. Don't say embraced sexy lion man. <laughs> Also, just don't yeah, don't say don't say any of those words in that order. I'm gonna or, I'm gonna keep that out of context order. and keep that ready for whenever I need. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, I think it's a good shout, though, Scrafty. Like, if I'm being honest, like I, the thing about him showing up in a taxi is a good point. Yes, but um, yeah, I, I think it wouldn't. I get the feeling that he's just not that kind of. I, I don't get like. I don't get that kind of vibe. Like, it's almost like the drunken, you know, father figure. That that implies a lot of things or what have you. This guy seems more on the stern, like, you know, 
I've worked all my life and so should you. Uh, sort of like very bitter, resentful type of, yeah, type of I mean, father figure. Maybe Leo Mon should have pulled himself up by his bootstraps is what his, her dad's trying to say. <laughs> yeah, this guy's complaining because people are talking about like corporate accounts or talking about um, like trans awareness uh, week or whatever on, on, on Twitter. <laughs> like he, you know, th- this dude is, he, he is clearly someone who, uh, he probably he probably considers himself to be no nonsense, <laughs> which, is, as we all know, probably just means that he is incredibly close-minded. He just gives off that sense of like you know, for, you know, even even when like Takato's parents were like, no, you can't have a Digimon or whatever, you can't go to the digital world. Like that was more out of like concern or anything. This guy just doesn't want anything going on where it makes him uncomfortable or he has to change his worldview. Or, you know, he has to put in any effort. Like, yeah, and, I mean, and it just fucking sucks. He's easy about yeah, like we, bad man. We, we did already know, just from, like, conversations, that he made his, you know, 11-year-old daughter work at his bar unpaid. Yes. So, like, she, I has, think it... she has experienced dealing with drunk people and knows how to placate them, which is not knowledge that any 11-year-old should have. Yeah, yes. I think the big thing is like he's not belligerent enough to be drunk. If he was drunk, <laughs> he like he would he would just be like way way worse, I think. So, you know, I mean, there's that yeah. going for him. At least he didn't pick up his daughter drunk, maybe. <laughs> probably. Probably not. Probably not. Um But the yeah, we won't put it past it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So he 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 makes a great impression, I suppose. <laughs> um <laughs> um but the but the thing that's maybe more disturbing than that, and by well, it depends on your point of view. But the the more like uh, immediately disturbing thing, I suppose, is the whole um, the whole scene where she's like reading off the the nutritional info. Yeah, because like Takato is there saying like, "Please talk to me," or whatever, and like it can only take that as like. A response. It's like the the, the reaper in her is trying to like figure. You know, it's it's, it's responding to a command like a computer program would. <laughs> That's like super. So this disturbing. is how Takato became a Sigma male. <laughs> he God. just got super rejected. Okay, I have a question for you, uh, metric uh, folks. Is four milligrams okay. of sodium a lot? I don't know. Twelve. Or no, not okay. four milligrams. Four grams. It was four grams. I was like. That's I think that's low, but then I realized, no, wait, maybe that's a lot, so... I think that's probably a lot, but I it's, don't know. Okay. It's pretty standard for, um, like, that kind of salty lunchbox. I don't think it's that big a deal. But, I, you know, no, I was just okay. curious, because I don't know, I don't know grams, so how am I supposed to, like... Listen, I'm the wrong person to ask about this. I, I just ate, like, a 12-piece popcorn chicken box for lunch without even checking the nutritional <laughs> information, so... <laughs> Look, I'm not saying I'm not saying one way or other about the inf- information. I'm just saying it's four grams of sodium, a lot of sodium for a box because I thought it sounded small. I don't know. Well, I'm, milligrams I'm are, are smaller than grams. Like, yeah, is it a thousand milligrams for one gram? Yeah, yeah I think so. Or a hundred. Okay, that's know. a real that's a really high More sodium lunchbox. Then I think. More or less, yeah, yeah. That's that's generally how it works. It's like um, it's kind of like the same sort of measure as like. Um, kilobytes, gigabytes, and so on, megabytes. Okay. Uh, like, I, I feel like it's, it's not quite the same, but it's on that same sort of like level. Anyway, why do you think I do a Digimon podcast? I don't know things. <laughs> well, you know what? Well, hey, welcome to the club. Um, 
I yeah, that whole thing is so spooky though. And like yeah, the scene where Takato is like, um, oh, I, I guess I've got a question for you, Scrafty. So you were yes. you when you when you read out the description, you very pointedly didn't say that he confessed his like you know he had a crush on her or whatever. Is that a dub invention that he was like I'm into you, or was that a sub thing as well? So it. I'm I'm glad you asked that because I I actually transcribed both of the the English and Japanese speeches to yeah, to compare yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the sub, he never says it, but he very very heavily implies it. Like he he gets, he says I I like, and then he looks up at her and realizes that she's not listening, and that's when he that's when he starts to cry. That's oh, a very geez. Anime. Oh, okay, yeah, then that sucks. Yeah, I was gonna say the whole thing of like not quite going all the way with it is is a very like. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a anime staple, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was like, gonna say, like, did he talk well, about the moon, and like, that's how you know, and like the sub, like, oh, we talked about the moon, like, so, no, so you yeah. know, he's into her. <laughs> I'll, I'll just read out what he says in the sub, okay, um, sure. for for everyone's benefit. So he says, uh, "Kato-san, you're a nice girl, really nice. Being with you is like a dream come true for me. Uh, you've talked to me so many times, haven't you?" And then he blushes and says, "In my mind, I just wondered if maybe you." liked me or something i mean i'm just imagining things what am i saying i mean then he, then he pauses he goes well that's not it i i like and then he looks up and realizes that she's not listening and then says kato-san it hurts me seeing you like this it, it hurts me i was so happy when we became a tamer and we could go on adventures in the digital world together but then leomon died and crushed your spirit and then i had to take you back to the real world safety safely rather that's why the feeling I get when it seems like you won't say anything at all is like you're completely void of emotions. It it hurts. It hurts me. Oh. Oh, no. babies. That's sad. Babies. I do like that yeah, to make it so... more explicit. I do like that to make more to make it more explicit that he's saying he's into her. But yeah, I think that's pretty much the same thing. So yeah, it, it's I'm, pretty I'm, similar. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's literally like, I think you like me, so I like you, and it's like I'm like, oh, like you sweet boy, <laughs> like you're kind of such yeah. an idiot, but I love it, you. It, I love. I love him. I love Takano. I think the the, the t- honestly, I'm. This is one of the occasions where I actually do like the dub speech better because I I really like his specific like verbiage in the, in the dub. He says like, um, but now you just sit there not saying you're doing anything. I keep thinking how much of this is my fault. If I like that, if I never brought you to the digital world, you'd still be happy. Like that's that's a really good line. I, I like yeah, that oh, he's, I, he's reflecting I love on that. It. I I transcribed uh, that entire um, like line he said, and it got to like how much of this is my fault, and like that if I never brought you to the digital world, you'd still be happy. And he's like apologizing yeah. for like putting her through that basically, yeah. and just wishing that she would talk to her. And I'm like, oh, this is heartbreaking. Like this is just really good. Like you can, he is just in so much pain because like not just like of like anything, but the fact that. You know, like, she's basically catatonic, and he thinks it's his fault. And, like, she's one of his closest friends now, arguably. And he's always sort of, like, you know, like, he's always sort of, like, liked her. Because, you know, like, at least in the sub, I think, Scrafty, like, a while back, you said, like, he would, like, blush around her. And, like, he'd sort of be, like, like sort of goofy about her type of thing. So it's, like, oh, like, this kid's been through, like, so much of sort of, like, having these feelings. And then yeah. he's just watched her spirit break, and all he wants is for her to talk to him, and, like, he blames himself, and I'm like, oh, like, this is so good, and I am in so much pain. Yeah, like, I feel like the the subversion leaves more things unsaid, and that's not always a bad thing, but in this case, I do think that it works a lot better in the dub, that he is, like, fully bearing his soul to her. Yeah. Sure, yeah, and, like, yeah. 
Yeah, like it's it's implied in the sub by like his stuttering and the fact that he's not able to finish like complete sentences that he does feel really guilty. Um, but like it's yeah, I just like the the inherent tragedy of like he's just spilling everything and gets no response in the dub versus in the sub where he's still a bit more reserved and guarded. Not even yeah, no response. It's... He gets he gets the it's it's like it's not something that he quite realizes what's going on just yet. But like, because how could he? But like. Yeah, the 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 fact that we as the viewers know why she's responding like this in this in this instance is it's it's crazy. Yeah. You ever it's tell a, a girl how aura. you feel and she talks about how many kcals are in a lunchbox? Well, <laughs> I never talk about it out loud, but it's <laughs> Um No, I mean, yeah, it's it's such a, just, it's such a wild scene. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, it well, feel and if. It feels very Takato of him to sort of like messily spill everything out, like especially after like such a stressful time of like they yes. barely made it back to the real world. Like the the light track was gone. Like they basically like had to wish really hard for the arc to go. Like he's stressed. Like I I don't I definitely don't blame him for like sort of being like this. And it like it feels so like raw and emotional of how he's doing this, and then he gets nothing back, and it's. It is very crushing. Like it's, and I, I like I, I do think it, it works super well. Just everything he says, and like he's rambling and going on and on, and like putting his foot in his mouth, kind of, because he's just like, how much of this is my fault? You're not happy, and I wish you were happy. Like he's just sort of like going on, and it's like you know, like this kid is just going through it too. Um, you mentioned the light track scene there, so I thought it'd be fun if we could talk about that a bit because I am. I I'm actually fairly impressed by how much like tension and like back and forth they managed to fit into like that scene with the arc and so on, while still mm-hmm. keeping it interesting. Rather than trying yeah. to like feel like they were stretching out and like it seemed borderline implausible or whatever, they managed to like keep it keep that scene going longer than I would have expected it to, with some like fun like lore stuff as well in- included in there. So it's it's really interesting, and I, and I prefer that the go into detail on things like about how you know the ai gained sentience and so on through actual like examples like this rather than just talking about it <clears throat> she <moved> me. um <laughs> so <laughs> it's 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 nice to see this and, and i do find that the the as <laughs> you find that the idea the implications of that scene with like the whole idea that like um dolphin i guess realizing that he like Oh, oh, ba- oh, cool! I've created life. <laughs> I figured out Again. the secret to creating life. <laughs> and like... then it just blows up, and he's just like, "Oh no!" <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah, I'm so I I I found that scene really really fun. Um, and I liked the scene with them like daisy chaining and so on. <laughs> which I always, I always enjoy good like daisy chain like that. And yeah, so, me too. I was laugh. literally putting like them each like like. It's like Terriermon going by the ears and like Calamon trying his hardest, even though he's got the little like stub arms to like hold on to Takano. I'm like, oh, I love yeah. this. Tom, like you look at the scene, you look at the scene and you're like, Batman movie. Uh, yeah, exactly. yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that like the, the, the thing where he's like holding on to Calamon's arms, that's the part where I was kind of like, okay, this maybe seems a bit implausible, but then, but then like it doesn't work, he <laughs> just fall off, and then I was like, oh. Okay, great. <laughs> and I, I love how, like, Calamon is that. just, like, about to, like, he's, it feel, felt very, like, Muppets of, like, his eyes bulging and, yeah. like, his ears shrinking as, like, Taka- <laughs> he's just trying to hold on to Takato. He's very, there's some good Calamon expressions, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. I wonder, I wonder if Calamon's little limbs are slippery. You Maybe. wonder what, sorry? 
Was, I wonder if Kellyanne's little limbs were slippery. Like if you if you try to grasp <laughs> one, would it feel like trying to grab like a rubber cone? Like, or like maybe like soap. I assume all the like <laughs> Digimon like like unless explicitly otherwise. I assume they're like you know they have they have fur or scales, I guess. And in the case of like Yomon, but I don't know. <laughs> I assume Kellyanne's like a little a little a very little a very little very little guy, but um. We don't know. It's we like don't the know Pokemon until they thing do. Of like, do you, yeah. yeah. Until we do. Until we do live action, we don't know. It's like, oh, like, yeah. Is Psyduck like? Oh, actually, like Jigglypuff has fur, and it's like that's not right. That's a balloon. That's a dang rubber balloon. You can't tell me that has fur. She's got she, Jigglypuff has Jigglypuff has the curl. That's just part of the. That's just part of the no. rubber balloon. I will say, I honestly think Jigglypuff. What Jigglypuff was definitely one of the better designs that they did for that film. Um, oh, it is. Some, I'm just some saying. Of them, some of them were just outright terrifying. <laughs> like Ludicolo. <laughs> but, uh, no, Ludicolo was good, actually. I, I love Ludicolo. I got this little promotional straw that has a little plastic Ludicolo on it. Oh, <laughs> yeah! It looks terrifying, but I love it. That's cute. That's yeah. that's great. Um, I want to yeah. go back, if you both don't mind, to like the stuff with it. Dolphin, because there was something that really like fascinated me as like... Like, getting back into, like, programming and stuff, like, I like when he just, like, goes through some drawers and pulls out this, like, absolute tome. Like, it's, like, gotta be, like, 600 pages or something, like, bound by, like, one of those giant, like, chip clips type of thing. And he's, like, literally just, like, searching through it to, like, find, like, the specific, like, program and algorithms about, like, the the Digicore. And I'm, like, this is fascinating. Like, this is, like, such a fascinating detail that they didn't have to do, but they just gave them, like, a giant tome of, like, everything about, like, the original Digimon project. And I just think that's so cool. They didn't have GitHub back then, Sloan. You know? I guess that's true. (laughs) They had to have it all on paper, I guess. If if they had GitHub, then the D-Reaper would have just eaten GitHub, which maybe would have been for the best. I want to see the fucking Digimon show, the modern Digimon show, where, like... (laughs) It all gets like posted on, on like GitHub or whatever, and uh, you download like... the .cs file for Devimon. <laughs> it's like, oh no, we 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 put this digi- we put an AI, you know, like one of those scripts. Is like we put this, we put all this stuff through an AI and got it to write a script or whatever. It's like we put all this shit through an AI and got it to create a Digimon. Um, <laughs> that's how Chimeramon like... was made, basically. <laughs> That's well, how it, that's how a real neural neural net would make a Digimon. You'd be like, yeah. okay, here's just a bunch of parts. Go nuts. <laughs> we put this we put a million posts from male living our male living space into an AI and <laughs> it created this Digimon. Um Yeah, no. The, the whole thing though. <laughs> yeah, that's Naughty yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. Um I found that I found it so fascinating just because it's very it's almost nonchalant as well, like the way that they realise what's happened here. It's like and I also and I also do find it hilarious that they were like initially I feel sorry, initially I found it hilarious when they were like, Oh, I just used part of the Digimon program to like make this arc thing. I'm like, that's the whole reason we're in this mess to begin with, because the Digimon program <laughs> is way too good at what it does. Um but then they were like and then it's like, oh, okay, because it's the, that's yeah. You wanted to make sure it could like exist in the digital world or whatever. Yeah. The yeah, only okay, bad yeah. thing about di- the Digimon program, it's almost too good. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> it's it's very good at causing you know, causing trouble, I guess. Just like just like most Digimon, so you know, it's very very fitting in that way. Yeah, they they do elaborate a little bit more in the sub about how like yeah like they specifically chose it because they know that dig- the Digimon programs can exist in the human and digital world, which is you know yes. the most important thing for the arc to be able to do. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, one thing I didn't like during the light, the light track, uh, the whole arc escape sequence. Um, why does Kenta just? He's just sort of thrown at Magna Angimon. A digi- like a digi-gnome that- did it. That's oh, basically sorry, not Ma- it. Sorry, not Magna Angemon. <laughs> Marine Angemon. <laughs> God, like, you know how last wait, season he's... we were like, a wizard mon did it? This season it's uh, a digi-gnome did it. If, if you have a question <laughs> about something, a digi-gnome did it. Yeah, you're not wrong. That is kind of what it feels like at this point. <laughs> That's a little... Because you see, you see the digi-gnome, like, just, like, peace out, like, after, like, in, like, the, the void or whatever. And, like, oh, cool, Marine Angemon. So it's like, okay, like, we... You just snuck a Digimon in his pocket? <laughs> yes, exactly. How did it get there? Um, I don't know. And why does Kenta have it? I don't know. This this felt like the ultimate, like, oh, we needed to give Kenta a Digimon. <laughs> but, but it's like, hang on. Why do you need to give Kenta a Digimon? Like, why don't you have him as an example of, like, there's someone who can't be a tamer. <laughs> <laughs> because look at him. <laughs> He's, he obviously shouldn't be. Yeah, he's a he's a damn leader kid. He doesn't deserve a mega. You're right. <laughs> exactly. Even Kazu exactly. gets to be a tamer, but not you. Look, if Jerry's Digimon ends up getting murked, then I feel like Kenta should definitely at least be like just not get one. Full stop. Um, I thought you were going to say I, like I, I, Kenta's I, Digimon like dies because he forgot to feed it or something. <laughs> like yep. that's what would happen. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's that's canon, right? <laughs> Um, that, that that not canon, but you know what I mean. Like that's um, head cannon. That can happen. That can happen in the if you have a if you have a Digimon. Um, that that scene felt very forced, but I guess I I completely forget where Marine Angimon like you know where that goes or whatever. So you know I, I guess I've got that to look forward to at least. But um, yeah, I I just yeah straight up do not remember at all. Speaking of of Kazu and Kenta though, like they're. There is a really good moment that Kazu gets in the sub that I'm a little bit disappointed was was changed for for jokes. Um, is it the it, chicken fried like, mind it, moment? It's no, it's crazier than a catfish. Okay. It, it's like the for so when um when Rika returns to the the arc with Impmon and Toe, Kazu in the dub just says you're crazier than catfish, which is like you know very like jokey like oh he's a clown moment. Um, yeah. In the sub, instead, there's a moment where he he glances at um at Jerry and then back to Rika and says, "You know what he did, right?" Oh, oh. that's really good. I wish they didn't do that because oh. yeah, like he yeah he says, "You know what you know what he did, right?" And then Rika goes, "Yeah," and then he just puts his hands behind his head and goes, "Well, then I have nothing else to say to you." Dang, I can't believe I, I mean, I love Vintmon, but you know what? Like Kazu's kind of in the right there. Maybe yeah. Kazu. Maybe Kazu's <laughs> things like, I never thought I would say on this podcast. Maybe Kazu's characterization is like generally a bit different, or changes more dramatically, I guess, over the course of like the digital world part of the show. But like in the in the dub, I think him being that kind of voice of like you know judgment or whatever isn't for him. <laughs> so I do, I do think it's, I do think it. I don't, I'm not saying like I'm a huge like fan or advocate or whatever for like Kazu's jokes because they're very sort of like plain <laughs> but um you know i'm kind of like thinking if he posted that line out in the in the dub or whatever i'd be like whoa where did this come from <laughs> so yeah i can sort of see maybe they, maybe they have the same train of thought when they um when they were writing this but i mean i doubt it to be honest i think they were probably just like 
it's Kazu. It's a Kazu line opportunity for a for a lol. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and but that is interesting though. That is that is interesting that he would say that. And because any, I think any of the characters could have said that to be honest, and like it come out the same way. See, I do think it's interesting that they chose Kazu though, because like I think making the guy who's you know a little bit more laid back because that, that is kind of his personality in the in the sub is that he's he's very right. like nonchalant and laid back and having even him be like like you know what he did right like even yeah. even he takes you know stock yeah. of, of how serious the situations affected jerry um and you still got like you know the mild moment of um nonchalance where you know he just kind of leans back with his hands behind his head and goes well i have nothing else to say to you then yeah, That's otherwise, fair. that that normally feels like something, like, Henry would do, kind of. You know, like, Henry would be the one to, like, let you and be like, you know what he did, like, he nearly killed us, and he killed Leomon type of thing, but it's kind of weird from Kazu, but I also kind of dig that, like, in a weird way of him just being like, yeah. hey, why'd you bring the murderer on the Ark? <laughs> yeah, I'm I do, a, I do I, like how, like, they I see where you're coming from, absolutely, with that, because I... I, I, I now that you say that, it's like, yeah, that does actually make a lot of sense. That does, it does hit a bit harder when Kazu says it, as opposed to anyone yeah. else. But I do, yeah, I do really like how they don't they don't put too fine a point on it. Like they don't have him be like, you know, he killed her partner, right? Like it's just a very like understated, like you know what he did, right? Yeah. Yeah, but he exactly. would do that in the dub if you were to do that. He'd be like, he, you know, he murdered Leomon super radically, <laughs> right? And it's like everyone's like Kazu, like you need to chill a little bit. He's like, no, he super killed Leomon and. Jerry got upset, and then, like, Jerry's just sort of, like, sitting there still, like, catatonic. Yeah. <laughs> you know he owned okay. Leomon, right? <laughs> um, you yeah. know he game over Leomon, right? Oh, God, no. You, you know he keyworded you know Leomon. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Yeah, I see. But I, I, will, I will wrap this back around to being nice to the dub. They do take that sentiment and put it on to, to Impmon instead. Because yes. there's a moment... A little bit later on, um, when they're on the arc, and in the sub, Impmon just says, "I'm surprised they're okay with someone like me going back with them." Whereas in the dub, he says they should have left me behind after what I did, which is like you know the exact same sentiment as as the Japanese line that Kazu says, but it's more introspective instead of being like projected onto him. I guess. Yeah. I, and and it, and that's fit, and again that's fitting with what Impmon's been like. You know, in the last episode, he was like, "Oh, yeah. just." fuck me up so you know it, it's very like in keeping with with that um yeah i, I find it to be like a little bit less self-flagellating than the japanese version as well like right. the japanese version is just like oh i'm the lowest of the low i can't believe that would take me along whereas like the the dub shows more accountability he's like no i did something shitty like i probably don't deserve to be here over over leoman yeah yeah it's 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 really good and it's it's really helping set up like what's like coming up very shortly for it, Mom, which I really appreciate. Yes, yes, one of my favorite moments of the show. Well, yeah, I mean, his whole character arc in general is is like wow, chef's kiss. So it's uh, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. I I really like the moment, like I when they're it's like when they're coming back. I think it's like right when they're about to like or like right when they've landed or something. I can't remember when. But, like, you just see, like, this big nap pile of, like, Susie, Lotmon, and Terriermon, and I'm like, that's the best. They're just napping. They're just big chilling, despite, like, everything going wrong. They're just getting that sleep. Yeah, Susie's Susie's presence in this, in this story continues to be, like, very... I'm Susie. Very different <laughs> from uh, from anyone else in the, in the story. Um, 
she's yeah she's her like complete lack of grasp on like the gravity of any situation they're in um is a lot <laughs> but I'm glad, they're back in the, I'm glad they're back in the real world now where like that doesn't need to be a problem so much now that she has like people to look after her that aren't that aren't like henry <laughs> won't go absolutely insane just trying to keep track keep, keep take care of her I, I i just love the fact that like everyone's just like super tired everyone's kind of traumatized and stuff and then like as they come back she's just like goodbye arc as it's like blowing up and like she's like not bothered in the slightest yeah like here henry and susie's mom was like oh my god my little girl is missing and susie's just like just taking it in stride like she's already forgotten all about how she nearly got shotgunned by a giant digimon and she's just she's just loving it yeah yeah can I ask um, about the scene? A scene that kind of confused me a little bit, and it was some like, I think it's one of the instances of like comedy scene for the comedy scene written in the original, like having a bit of a rough, rough job being translated in, for the dub. It's the scene with the um, train conductor, um, yes. and his like, you know, him like, oh, Gilman's a monster or whatever. That scene just felt really awkward. I think it kind of yeah. went on too long. Was it meant to be That's... like a guest, like like a famous comedian or something, or like? Cause... No, in no. in the Japanese version, that scene fulfills a very different purpose, and I don't really understand why they changed it. Because in in the Japanese version, it's he's not like terrified of of Gilmon. He recognizes him. Oh, he he kind of squints at Gilmon and says, "Wait, aren't you the the Digimon that saved the city?" Oh my god, that's so cute! And, that's so sweet. And, and then, he, to, like, doesn't want like too much trouble, so he 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 doesn't want to like you know be be caught talking to this guy. So he just says, "Oh, I think you're, I think you're confusing him for someone else." And then the train conductor goes, "Yeah, you're right. The one that saved the city was much bigger, even though the colors were the same." And then Gilmore gets offended and says, "Listen, that's me when I evolve. I'll show you." And then Takato tries to stop him. Oh, I see. Oh right, my yeah, god, yeah. that's so. I don't know why they had to change. That's so cute. That's literally the most adorable thing. Oh, someone maybe. be like, "Hey, I recognize you. Aren't you that cool Digimon?" I maybe they got confused. Maybe like the writers got confused about like that the Digimon would have been like not- like that anyone in public could identify them. I guess because I'm kind of like I didn't realize that necessarily, but it does make sense when you think about like okay, I guess they would have been on the news and whatever. Um, during the various Deva fights and so on, but yeah, they, I don't think you ever see it outright. In terms of them, them popping up on the news, maybe you do. I'm just, I might just be forgetting. There was definitely news copters around during the Vicar Lamont fight. Yeah, yeah, because they kind of get the, they kind of get blown the hell up, don't they? <laughs> and I'm pretty yeah. sure, like during the Indramon stuff, there was probably something because, like that, that was when Indramon went all big, and like they were having that cool battle on the highway. So there was probably like a news chopper that was like getting the shots of its life. Gets the, uh, gets the. Don't worry, they parachuted to safety <laughs> treatment. Um, <laughs> So yeah, um, no, okay. Well, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, that, that scene did did feel like it was maybe dragged on a bit, and I was wondering if that character was like going to be fa- like voiced by like a comedian or something. It was like a weird Not like, aware guest, of. guest I, spot, but I don't know. But I wouldn't know. Like, I didn't, I didn't bother to check who who voiced him in the Japanese version or whatever. But I, yeah, I think that the point of that scene was just to be like, yeah, no, people. It was to explain why they just feel comfortable yeah. walking around with their mons out. That's like... that's a bit like that's that's a bit of a problem because in the next episode there are 
a couple of instances of like people recognizing or like being very sort of suspicious or so on about Digimon and uh, and like one guy with you one specifically and and that scene felt a bit like I'm, I feel like I'm missing something here so um, I guess that kind of explains it why would they change that line? whatever it's fine it, it, it I, yeah weird decision not sure why they did it but um, at least we've got some context now um, for what's going on there yeah it's 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 strange I'm, I'm wondering I'm wondering why they changed that myself but um, yeah that's the the very last uh, note I have about sub dub differences for this episode we've Right. I, I'm well, I'm finding that the further we get into the show, aside from like you know the big recurring one of of Leoman's last words, um, I'm making fewer and fewer um notes about changes because they're they're generally hewing pretty close to the original where it matters. That's yeah, good. That's fine. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I assume there's still going to be some cleanup they're going to need to make. Oh yeah, um, there's there's a scene next episode which is really funny because of a big mistake they made earlier, and I'll I'll talk about that uh, when we get there, which I suppose will be soon because I don't really have anything else to say about this episode. My Let's only see. thing is, I just I just want to talk about like the, the like the big reunion scene, like when they're all seeing their fan. Like I thought that was like really sweet, and I also yes. thought it was kind of funny how they're giving them all like space blankets and hot cocoa as if they've been like rescued from like an icy mountain or something. I'm like. They they were just hanging out in a cool like yeah. artificial intelligent boat. I'm like, why are you giving them cocoa? It has a has a it has a really like disaster movie like recovery yeah, type thing. That, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's got that kind of energy behind it, which I like because that's such a mood. <laughs> but like, I yeah. When you think about it, it doesn't quite make sense why they're doing that. But yeah, I, I'm in, I'm into it. It's, it's no, yeah, pretty... I, I like it. But I'm just like, why are you giving them space? Like they were. That I'm the guessing... arc was probably like air conditioned nicely or something. <laughs> I'm guessing the idea was probably something like we want to make this scene as like feel more as much like home as possible, uh, yeah. like like as opposed to like the digital like worlds like wastelands and so on. So mm-hmm. maybe that's the approach that they sense. took is like you know have it have it feel like a rescue thing or what have you. But uh, but yeah, it was very much like oh, we've just rescued these like miners out of a coal mine or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, that's basically yeah. the energy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very much that. But I thought it I thought it was fun. Um, oh, uh, on an unrelated note uh, to that, at least um, we got Monodramon. <laughs> Monodramon yeah. doesn't say Monodramon doesn't say a word, <laughs> and I'm not, and I'm I'm remembering why I completely forgot that we do actually see the rookie form of Cyberdramon because. I had totally forgotten, and uh, I'm assuming Manager Mon's a rookie, by the way. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah, so like, imagine if you like you had Cybermon fitting in like side the arc, like all hunched up with like everyone like <laughs> squeezed in one corner because he's taking up so much. I'm guessing that's why he digivolved is so he could like fit in because he kind of he kind of just happens, doesn't it? Like, yeah, as he's squeezing in, he's like, oh, we just digivolved in the blink of an eye, um, which is kind of fun. Um, yeah, and I, I and I think like again, that's another example of how like if you're not in like the main trio or main cast or whatever, you you will get like different digivolutions, like which are just like way cheaper or like or way less flashy. But in some cases, they can be pretty fun. So um, <laughs> yeah, I like I like that. Um, Why they have Gardramon is Gardramon then? Shouldn't he have like gone to something else to like be more compact? Would it be like uh, Hagurumon uh, probably? The yeah, cog. like that. What about the that cogs? Yeah, I that's Kagurumon. Oh, Kagurumon. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, that I, that 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 would have been fun. 
Because Kojiman's, Kojiman's a big, big, big guy. He's not fitting in there. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't really think about that. What's, how did how did Leomon fit in? Oh, oh, wait. No, never mind. Oops. Oh. <laughs> Would he become an Elecmon, do you think? Because Elecmon is Leomon's canon rookie form. Really? Uh, okay, yeah. hold on. Let me let me know. look this up real quick. I suppose it isn't just like a little. Yeah, it would it would have been a Lekmon because person. according to the um the toy devices, the D powers, like they had each of the um like the lines for each of like the characters. So um, uh, Leomon would have been a Lekmon, and Gardromon would have been Kokuamon, which is like the sort of like metal beetle type thing. Oh, cool! The little like the one that looks like a taser. Yeah, the taser beetle. Nice. Oh, you mean uh, you mean Vicavolt? Oh no, yeah. no, that's that was very different. That's very, <laughs> that's more of a Heracross, but like metal. <laughs> it like like the steel like electric like a uh, Galar form of Heracross. Yeah, there <laughs> yeah. we go. The Shin- Shinjuku form. <laughs> oh, Shinjuku uh... form. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I like that scene a lot, but yeah, I wish we I wish we got to see more of Monogamon. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and we do next episode, but like we just do. barely. We do, and it's honestly, it's not a scene about Monogamon, it's more a scene about <laughs> Ryo's grumpy dad. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm um, I'm interested to talk about the next episode because I feel like I've got some theories about some stuff that I think it's important. I have because, again, just one I, more thing, and I'm very I, sorry, but there's a, a shot of go, imagery go. I really like. Of uh, when they're sort of like coming into like the sort of like the matrix space, and you see like what looks like the motherboard at the bottom, and then like the grid at the top, and the arc like sort of comes out like it's water. I thought that was such a cool like thing of like it's like just like it's like it's water splashing, but it's like mechanical. And I just think that's like a really like neat like aesthetic choice of like yeah. how they're portraying it, like coming up basically coming out from the depths of the water in the shark sure. type of thing. It's it's really neat. I just thought that was a. Yeah. A really cool, like, stylistic choice of like, oh, like they could have had it like just passing through space or whatever, but it's what it's it's like a submarine. They've they've put effort into like making that space the where between like you know the the boundary as it were between the digital world and the human world or whatever. Um, they've they've done a good job of making that look as like cool as possible up until yeah, now, exactly. like when they like when they originally entered it, for example. So yeah, I think they'd be dropping the ball if they didn't. Do it on yeah. the way out as well. So yeah, pops to them. That's all. That's all I have for forty-one now. So I, I swear I'm good. Sure. I um, had to this, just one more thing. It. This was the point where I had to swap DVDs. <laughs> so, <laughs> for, but forty-one is a forty-one. It does feel like a like an end. It, well, it's the end of the digital world arc, isn't it? So yeah. Yeah. It's uh, you know there's some finality there, and um, I think with the way that this works, I think I feel like in an ideal world. They would have ended this episode on them like arriving home, um, but obviously, I think at some point stuff probably got cut up to the point where they were like, "Okay, this this is going to be its own. This is going to have to like share time with all this other stuff, um, so that they can spend time in forty two, basically like you know, more time on like their home lives, but also getting the gang back together to like, you know." kick D Reaper ass. Um Yeah, like I had that like moment of like, oh like this is like a really nice ending, like where they're all like being there. And then uh like Riley is like, oh like her parents aren't Jerry's parents are gonna pick her up. And then I went to look down at the time and there was like six minutes left. I'm like, what are they filling it? Like how what how? <laughs> I was like, there's more episode. That's neat. But speaking of more episode, do we want to talk about 
the more episode that we're covering today. <laughs> that and was I'm, a godlike uh, segue. Go for it. I'm tr- I'm trying my best here. So um, I think we should take a quick break first, and then uh, we'll hit episode forty-two. Absolutely. Sounds good. Should we just go in? Go in? Hey, someone's here! Matrix Digivolution. And we're back. We took a quick break, but we have one more episode to cover for the week. Uh, the final bit of Calm Before the Storm, episode 42. Do you both mind if I take it away? Go for Go it. Go right ahead. So episode 42, called Reunion or in the Sub, A City Attacked by the D-Reaper. This was written in English by Terry Leo Malley and Scrafty. Do you have the Japanese writer and director by chance? Yes. Uh, it was written in Japanese by Masaki Hiro and directed by uh, Kakudo Hiroyuki. Okay, thank you. So this is starting off from like basically right where the last one left off of now that the Tamers have come back to Japan, they're they're going back to their homes to sort of to sort of, you know, like spend some time to relax, but not for long because the D-Reaper has appeared as we saw last episode and it's taken over a pretty vast chunk of Shinjuku just from the onset. So everyone has sort of been evacuated from Shinjuku. So Henry and his family are staying with Henry Sensei that we saw many episodes back when we talked about the Devas. You have Rika, Rumiko, and Seiko in a hotel. The monster makers and all of the, and John, you included, Yamaki, Riley are inside, like, a government FBI van, like, trying to get info on Hypnos. Meanwhile, Impmon has gone back to his old Tamer's house to try and, you know, see if they remember him type of thing. And he sees a note with his face, like, a little picture of his face on and a note, but don't don't worry about that just yet. Instead, let's focus on the fact that, for some reason, Ryo is being, like, hounded by paparazzi, about his, like, mysterious disappearance and, like, people want his autograph. Like, he's just, like, such a big deal, I guess. And his dad drives them away, him and Mondramon. And his dad's very grumpy because, you know, Mondramon took him away type of thing, as we talked about before. And then we cut to a nice focus on sort of what Jerry is up to. And Calamon has ingratiated himself pretty well into the Kato family. He's playing with Jerry's like little stepbrother at their home, and he he falls and gets hurt, and Jerry pins him to the ground and says some really scary things. Again, like she's she's going all in. She's got the creepy jaundice eyes, the jaundice skin. She is just repeating things like in a low voice. I think she says all better, all better, or something like that. I'm not I'll I'm not 100 percent sure offhand. Yeah. In in the uh, the English dub, she she says all she, like both versions. She just repeats what her her stepmom uh, said to her younger or her half brother earlier when he was hurt. Um, yeah, in the dub, it's it's all better now, all better now. And then in in the sub, it's even creepier because instead, what she says is, "It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt." Oh wow, that's um, that's a thing. So 
Well, let's leave that alone for a little bit because we don't want to be around that because that's scary. So now the, the, the core three tamers are sort of, you know, figuring out that they're the only ones that can stop the D-Reaper, of course. You know, no one else can. They they have to do something. So Takato is on the phone with his parents because he never, like, got was able to get back home because of the long train ride with Jerry. And so he's just like, hey, like, I, I gotta go. I uh, love you guys. Bye. And just so, and him and Gilmore run off. We have Rika and Renamon who are in the hotel room with Rika's family. Like, they're watching the news report and, like, oh, we gotta go. And there's a moment when Rika's mom says, like, okay, you know what? Like, you're stubborn, but I know you're gonna do this. So so just, you go anyways. Like, I'm, I want you to, like, go and do what you feel is right. And gives her, like, a new t-shirt and they, they match. Sort of like with their with their similar because instead of like Rika's like broken heart T-shirt, she's got one with like a with a not broken heart, and her mom's matching and like cheering her on, even though like she's she's pretty scared too because you know giant amorphous mass all throughout Shinjuku, not that good. And then we have Henry. He's been talking to his sensei about like the devas and like oh well the devas thought they weren't evil, but like how do I know like what to do type of thing. And so his his sensei is talking about like how there's very, like there's not a lot of things that are absolute and you have to sort of realize and figure out like what is right type of thing. And then Henry goes to say goodbye to his mom and you know she this poor woman going through it yet again she is like tearfully sobbing as Henry's like I I don't know what to do mom and she's just like I know you're going to go but I don't want to lose you again type of thing. It's it's rough. So all of them each start heading out to go to the waterway tunnel that they had gone to in very early episodes in the real world. And they each sort of go there without like telling everyone else. So it's when they do meet up, it's still more like, hey, you were going there without us type of thing. But what else is a big focus throughout this episode is that there is now the army that is just in in the city. They have like tanks rolling up on the giant mass. There are army men with, like, cameras, like, sort of, like, recording it to to get visuals on it and, like, what it could be. And there's a point where the one of the dudes with the camera who's in the back gets, like, yanked down and his camera gets pulled to the side. And for note, like, this empty is basically abandoned except for these army men and the kids who have sort of broken into the city type of thing to to fight the D-Reaper. So the, the army men think they're going to get to jump on th- whatever this is. And they round a corner and there's a bunch of basically birds. That's what they call them. It's like, what are these weird birds? And it's a, it's a, a form of D-Reaper that we'll, we'll talk about more in depth soon. But they sort of fly off and they're like, oh god, these giant birds. And so there's a lot going on with that. The three kids are sort of going through the tunnel like, you know, like, oh, okay, this is a lot happening. The army can't do this. What is the D-Reaper? Like, what, what is any of this? Because they are up against an enemy they don't know anything about. And we also have Jerry, who her stepmom was asking her little half-brother, like, hey, like, do you know where Jerry is? And he's like, oh, yeah, she went into that dark hallway. And Jerry's stepmom is like, in horror movie framing, like, please stop hiding. This is This is pretty, stop it right now. And she turns on the light. And there's no Jerry, and this is about where the episode is over with the, the Tamers coming into Shinjuku to to fight the D-Reaper, and Jerry is mysteriously gone. 
that end of that episode with Jerry, I don't like that. They use some creepy music. I know Jerry's meant to be scary, but Jerry's really freaking me out here. <laughs> I I do think that yeah. the 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 way they change the line of the dub is is a bit funny because in the sub, the reason why her her half brother is so troubled is because he, she just disappeared in the, down down the, the dead end of a hallway. Like she just vanished. Like she walked towards which should be just a wall, and it just vanished. Whereas in the dub, it's like, she's in the laundry room, and then they do, like, a creepy pin in the hall. It's like, oh, the ominous laundry room. <laughs> Where is she? It's... Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bit funny. Um, it reminded me, you know what, honestly, that, that whole scene where, like, the creepy dark hallway, whatever, it's like thinking, am I watching Ghost Game right now? Like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> like, um, Yeah, she is, she's gone from being down bad to being uh, just bad, like just outright bad. Like she, like I was like expecting yep. her stepmom to like turn on the lights and like she's eating a corpse or something. Like that's how <laughs> like I was like, how dark is yes. this gonna get? Because I don't remember. Like is she just gonna be like eating like Calamon or something? She's gonna do the fucking Jack Baker, just like crash through the wall. Um, well, to the thing. family son. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, the whole like Colleen Man thing. Like it's, it, I, I don't. Yeah, they they they're just playing up her obvious possession at this point. Yeah, like, but the fact that she's just gone, like in a dead end, like that makes yeah. it even better. I think it's just like okay, like where did this child go? She went into the creepy dark laundry room hallway. And now <laughs> she's, she's just gone. doing some laundry. <laughs> Just do a laundry, mom. It's all better now. All better now. That's weird. That's weird. She never wants us to do laundry. <laughs> What's wrong with her? Um. Oh yeah. Speaking of uh, the Susie lessons on like trying to teach Lotmon how to like speak or whatever. Yeah. She's, so... she's indoctrinating Lotmon. Poor, that... poor Lotmon. <laughs> that is the the, the 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 moment where everything comes to a head because this is the scene in the Japanese version that confirms that Lotmon is male. Oh. Oh really? Because in the like this scene is untranslatable, so I think they did an admirable job making it like make somewhat sense. Because in the Japanese version, what Susie's doing is she's trying to teach Lotmon how to use modern Japanese instead of archaic Japanese, and the first oh. thing she's trying to do is change the pronoun that Lotmon uses. So in the Japanese version, Lotmon's pronoun is wade, which is like a very antiquated, like formal way of saying I. It's like Okay. I guess it would be like saying like the Shakespeare like mine nowadays like you know mine oh, lady right. doth protest too much or something like that. Um, yes. So in, instead, she she tells him to use boku, which is a pronoun used by young boys, and like you know, right. is an explicitly male pronoun. <laughs> and uh, so I'd imagine this is the point at which the dub the dub writer looked at the scene and just went, "Oh come on." <laughs> Because not, not only not how only. do you, how do you do that? Because there's there's not like you say like you say he this way instead of he this way type of thing. It's like how do you even work that? It's yeah, I feel so bad cool. anytime any um any kind of media has to translate like Japanese pronoun scenes. Because have you have either of you seen the movie Your Name? Yes. So um yeah, Tommy, you know what I'm talking about. There's a scene in that where um, so it's it's a body swap movie. Uh, oh, yes, a right. character who's a girl in a dude's body um, accidentally slips up and uses the wrong pronoun for you know him, um, right. and his friends act suspicious because of that. And she keeps correcting herself until they go, "Yeah, that's it." Um, and in the the English version, like that's just untranslatable. So they had to do a very very awkward um, like fix of it, where she has to say a gal like me, and they look at her and she says, "I mean, 
a girl like me, and then they look at her again, and they say, a guy like me, and they, and they all nod. That's so and weird. It's very, very awkward, but, like, what else can you do? Like, there's no way yeah, to translate no, exactly. that. Yeah, you just write, you write something completely different. That yeah. matches yeah. the... Which you might, I think is really funny that, like, Lotmon is basically exhausted because of the trip, and she's like, <laughs> no, Lotmon, we don't want to go to bed, and she's like, but Susie, I'm really tired. She's like, no, Lotmon. <laughs> I... <laughs> that's it's cute it's cute to me sure although i i i do i am i am feeling sorry for lotmon <laughs> oh no me too please let lotmon rest she's had a she's had a long couple days i think ever since Susie fell through the sky like i feel like lotmon's life has just really really gone downhill <laughs> her life know. got flipped turned upside down honestly yeah totally. lotmon lost percent. their status they lost their power and now they're losing yeah. their sanity Yes, now losing their will. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, poor, poor, poor that one. Um, speaking of Digimon, that are getting a bit of um, getting a bit of a rough ride of it. Um, that scene with Ryu in the car with his like dad apparently, and like manager Mon's just like there, and his dad is just like fucking pissed. Like he's just like, I'm so angry that you are here and have a Digimon and so on. And it gets me thinking like, is there something I forgot? About like the D Reaper making everyone like pissed off or something. No, <laughs> you're you're not forgetting anything. It's just that they once again the context of that scene has changed quite a bit in the dub. Oh god. Okay. Right. Right. What's up? What what, what uh, changes so, now? Yeah, uh, in the sub, he is understandably upset at Majorman for being the reason why Rio left for the digital world. Like, yeah, he's scowling at Majorman. I'm gonna hold. On. Let me let me bring my out so I can say exactly. So Rio, um, they're, they're writing an awkward silence, and then Rio introduces him to to Monodramon, and then Rio's dad says, "I want nothing to do with this evil thing." And then wow. Rio asks, "Is like yes, that's like, are you joking? Like, are you kidding?" And then his dad like starts crying and says, "He took he took you away from me for six months." And then Rio is like quiet and apologizes. I still feel like this doesn't work with the timelines because wasn't Rio in the digital world for ten months or something? It might, it might have, I might have gotten the number wrong when I was writing it down. But anyway, like it's the point is he, he is understandably upset because his his son disappeared without a trace, and he his he blames, son. <laughs> Wake up, sheep. And, and he blames you know Majorman as being the reason why he was in the digital world, which isn't wrong. Like Rio was was in the digital world to try to train Cyberdramon and and get him to stop you know being so aggro. So That's like true. I don't know. I think it's understandable. Like, the other parents were already upset at their kids for running away for, like, a week. <laughs> and he's been gone for, like, eight months or ten months or whatever. Yeah, so, you know what? Kind of understandable. But also, he's just a little guy. Like, don't bully him. Yeah. Poor manager, man. Um Yeah, it just got me thinking that, like... Because between that and, like, the reaction that the guy had on the train to uh, seeing Gilmon, I, I was starting to think there was, like, something going on, like... But then I think you explained, of course, that about the Digimon being on the news and stuff like that. And people's awareness of Digimon is just higher than I think I realized it was. So, um, you know, that's that's something, I guess. We're at the point now, I guess, where Digimon are more commonly known in the same way that they kind of were in, in, like in the Avengers timeline. Um, which I think is, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It'd be weird if to try and pretend that people don't know about it. That like Yabaki could do a decent job of covering it up or whatever because no, <laughs> the no genie's way. out of the bottle now. You can't cover it yeah. up. 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You've you, it's all it's all Pandora's box is open. So, um, but I'm glad that you don't pretend that otherwise. You know, because I think Adventure Adventure had a lot of moments where like they would sort of go back and forth on like, do people know about Digimon or not? What's going on? Like there was a lot of that, and we and we obviously discussed a lot of that during our O2 recap. Um, yeah, but but I'm uh, glad they don't. Zero Two is a mess, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, just just but in it, that regard of like. They're so crazy and consistent about whether or not um, yep. the the public knows about Digimon. Yeah, this, yeah. This oh, has, it's this clearly has more thought put into it, and um, which we, we I think we know already. But it's it's when it's when you can't um, contrast, compare, and contrast the similar things that they have to do in each show, like like we have, like I've just done there, where you can really see where team is, puts the extra work into making sure. The world's a bit more cohesive and, and, and so on. So I appreciate that. Uh, a, a whole bunch. Um, trying to think what else happens in this episode. This episode's a lot of like... There's a lot that happens in this episode. But I feel like it's all almost all just like... If not wrapping up. But it's, it's returning to stuff like the character arcs that were kind of like... Left behind when the kids went off to the digital world. Uh, specifically like Rika and her mum. Um, and also like Henry and his sensei is a fun one. Um, Henry and his mum isn't isn't really something we've ever really seen much of. Yeah. But I'm I'm glad that they have a scene with him and his mum here, and and for her to get to like you know basically let it all out on him. Um, yeah, that that <laughs> scene hits it's way painful. harder in the sub too because the way it resolves in the sub is. Henry, like, you know, they pour their hearts out to each other, and Henry says, like, you know, after knowing all that you know, like, can I please go out there and, and you know, do what I have to do to, to protect, you know, my family and the city? And she looks up to him and says, no, I don't give you permission. And then wow. he leaves and says, I'm sorry, I'm leaving anyway. That's, wow, that's rough. Yeah, yeah that's, like, it's, that's rough. it's, it's really rough, but, like, you get such a good sense of, of how his mom is feeling in that moment, too, right? Like yeah, I it doesn't it does not matter what's at stake. She's not willing to risk him again. Oh, yeah. totally. I and I really like the 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 the, the dub lines of like when because like Henry sort of starts out this part where he's talking to his mom. Like his mom is sort of sitting there and like already in tears type of thing. Like because you know John, you was out there, and she says like the choices you make affect other people. Like when they have to sit at home and think and thinking about like what might be happening to them, Henry. Like it's very pointed. But, like, I really like it. And she's like, I don't know what... And he's, like, trying to, like, ask for her permission in, like, the, the dub too, in a way. And she's like, I don't know what to tell you. I know you have to go out and save the world, but I don't know if I can stand the thought of losing you. And it's, like, again, and it's like, wow. Like, yeah, like, these are, like, really good emotional beats. Especially, like, for dynamics and characters, like, we've barely seen. And I really appreciate that. Like, even if they're doing that sort of, like, at a tail end, like, a little bit, I appreciate that we're still getting it. Yeah, and I I personally think... If they were able to, they should have spent more time to uh, on the you know the flat family dynamic with with Henry there. And when I say family dynamic, I don't just mean him and his dad, who we obviously see yeah. a lot of. Like we, the the whole family dynamic there needs to be seen. I do think they probably picked up on that at some point because we have had the scenes where like um, I think it was the last episode of the podcast we were talking about this one, but like the scene where like Jean Yu is like sneaking out of the house to go help with. Um, uh, the hypno stuff, and obviously Susie's gone, you know, been missing as well. Um, oh, it wasn't last episode then; it was a bit earlier. It was the episode but, before. Yeah, so and she's like, 
hey, where the hell's Susie? <laughs> like, don't lie to me, <laughs> damn it. Um, yeah, and... like, I kind of wish there was that moment between, like, Susie and her mom, too, because, like, she had a dream that her daughter Susie. was in the digital world. And, you know, she's kind of, like, taking it in stride of, like, that her daughter was missing, I yeah. guess. Like, it, we don't really see that, but it's, like, yeah, like, even in the dub, like, she was super upset, and now it's, like, okay, I'm good. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't, well, I don't think she's good at all. <laughs> oh, she is incredibly bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 not fun. So, um, but I'm I'm glad that they spend this time. I like I liked. Um, in contrast, I like the Rika scenes, and I like her mum being like a lot more, sort of like, okay, I'm just happy we're together. Which I don't know. If, I, I, I'm glad that they didn't try to like have Rika's mum being like, oh, she's too stupid to be like understand anything that's happening or whatever like she's no she's yeah. she's maybe a bit more like laissez-faire about it than she be she might be if she was any other type of mother but you know um it is what it is and i yeah. i i absolutely love that scene like because it starts with like like um rumiko talking about like oh yeah everyone said i was like stubborn and kind of stupid for like yes wanting for getting married so young because like she had rika really sure. young type of thing and yeah. she's like but hey little do i know my daughter's as stubborn as me and it's like it's like these like little moments that like we're finally seeing like some hint of a relationship like actually being there with them of like a like a loving relationship because like up until like this point like we've had like some moments but rika's been like pretty cold on rumiko overall and like understandably so like rumiko yes has yeah. not been with the plot at all <laughs> and then it's like she gets like the shirt and like she's like we're matching like oh like go and go get them go get them sport type of thing and i'm like oh this is so sweet and then uh her mother is like oh, but, like, now she goes knowing that you love her type of thing. And it's, like, oh, like, that's, like, a really nice capstone of, like, sort of, like, okay, like, this has been something that, like, Rika has been sort of iffy about for the whole series so far. But now it's yeah. sort of, like, this moment of, like, they've repaired a relationship or, like, really, not even repaired, but they made one. And now, like, they're both more at ease with everything in a way. I do feel like it's it borders on um, schmaltz a bit when when they're saying like will love be enough to protect them or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's very like that's a bit Kingdom Hearts or whatever. But, but um, you know, it's fine. It's it's fine. I, I I can't I can't knock having a bit of that every once in a while and a bit of a, a bit of a clunky line like that. But you got to have a little you know. cheese sometimes because it, it really helps make the moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're gonna do Rum it, do Rumiko it the... would be like that. I think, like unironically. Do it in the Rika storyline where, like, you know, the whole point is that she's she's pouring out, as it were. So, yeah, um, yeah, why not do it there? So, um, I did I will say though, there were some scenes in that, like, the, the like uh, the hotel room or whatever they were staying in. Some of the backgrounds in those scenes, and this isn't something I bring up often, but like, some of the backgrounds in those scenes were absolutely terrible. Like, it was <laughs> like a child's drawing of like uh, a room. That hotel room looked like uh, it belonged in r slash male living spaces. <laughs> sure, yeah, why not? There was, yeah. like, the one chair in the center of the room with, like, the TV type of thing. Exactly, yeah. It's, like, it's barren <laughs> for a hotel yeah. room that's supposed to have to have three people. It, it is positively barren. Yeah, not even just, like, a hotel room, but, like, a nice hotel room because she's, like, a rich model. There's, like, like, maybe a bed, there's a desk, and there's one chair. 
they looked it just looked really like rushed or whatever like the the there's like this there's like a part of that where like we come around on a heading for the door or whatever and the door just looks like it's been sketched on like it's fucking like <laughs> i don't know uh like crayon drawing so it's it just looked really fucking cheap um which I'm not again. I will reiterate. I know. I don't think the show is like anything I'd describe as like a looker. It's it, it looks okay, you know. Um, and it was obviously you know you can tell where the budget was put into. But that that was the one scene where I was like, this looks like shit. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, the the only part of the episode where that where that really starts me. So um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe like in a lot. I think I think for. There's a lot of new scenes in this episode, I suppose. Like there are scenes. I don't know if it's easy. I don't know if you can like reuse stuff if you're returning to like existing locations when doing animation like this. But um, I, I I don't know how this works. But I'm not sure why this one bit looks worse, <laughs> significantly worse than all the others. But there we go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was. Uh, I think that's all I had to say. <laughs> all I had to say on that one. I I'm not gonna I didn't pay attention, but I kind of want to go back just to see like yeah, how bad notice. does this look. You'll notice. You'll notice. Um, I can find some screen caps if you if you're interested. Sloan. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'm really not sure what else to say about this one. It was a lot of setup. Oh, the birds. We should talk about the birds. The birds. Alfred yes. Talks of the birds. So those things. I'm not sure why they chose to call them birds because they kind of have like more of like a weather balloon sort of like yeah they they're clearly visually inspired by um like the japanese teru teru bozu like the little uh charms that you you hang up outside to try to uh bring good weather okay oh okay well they also reminded me a lot of like uh is or sigilif from uh, pokemon Oh, yeah. yeah, I think it's it's funny that you mentioned it's funny that you mentioned Sigilyph instead of Cast Form, because the Pokemon is literally based on on Teru Teru Bozu. <laughs> oh right, okay. No, a Cast Form does not look like these things though. <laughs> like in, in my opinion, like he looks Cast Form is like just a little blob dude. Imagine thinking about Cast oh, Form at all. Can't relate. These, these things, yeah, they're cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So the the official name for for these, according to the data book, is is um. So they're they're one of many agents of the D Reaper, yes. Um, and th- this one's called the Pendulum Arm Agent. That's a cool name. Oh, all right. I guess it's because they've got all those pendulum shaped sickles um, coming out of their arms. Oh, okay, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, they they, they definitely have like a well, the D Reaper finally come across like it's a Reaper <laughs> for once. I guess is, <laughs> is the thing. Yeah. Yeah, they. It feels kind of like because like all of the designs feel like they feel like like heartless in a way to go back to Kingdom Hearts. Like I <laughs> yeah, feel you know, like I would see them in like the in like the three D game where like everything's like just different enough because it's on a mainline game. You're not wrong. Yeah, you're, but you're I also not like them for that for that fact that they just look kind of weird and like they they really look like they don't fit in like anywhere like for anything like they just don't belong anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the the way to do these kinds of monsters or ever when like you you're writing a show or you know you have a thing where the whole thing is based around monsters is to like rather than anthropomorphize the however you say that word <laughs> anthropomorphize them um, you need to uh, make them look as alien as possible and like you know any human features or whatever need to be ripped out because 
otherwise it does, doesn't quite work as well. Um, so yeah, the, 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 these things are definitely designed with that in mind. Um, I honestly, yeah, I, I haven't seen all this red crap for like so long. I honestly forgot what like the the D Reaper like, you know, a more a more solid form of it looked like. So um, yeah, it's fun. It's uh, when these showed up, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, these things. Um, so excited to see. Excited to see more of them, but yeah, yeah. The D Reaper plot here is interesting with like it taking over Shinjuku and, and that, and like or beginning to take over Shinjuku, and like its aims just seem unclear right now. Um, but we just know it likes to like consume everything basically. So I'm not gonna it, lie, I forgot it happened this quickly. Like, I thought like we would be like yes. part way through this episode before like we saw it coming back, but I was like. When we, when we finished the first episode, I was like, whoa, whoa, that's already here? Like, that's already that much? But And then, like, by yeah. this episode, like, the army is rolling through. We're on episode 42. We have, like, eight episodes or so. I know, left, but I'm, I'm misremembering that. things, so. No, me me too. Me too. But, like, yeah, I, yeah, that that, that is something. I, you know, I honestly they got, thought. They got to keep things going at a cliff because we have, uh, like, yes, nine yes. episodes left. I honestly thought it made its way into the real world before the kids got back, but uh, but no, I think this is this might be why, yeah, because it, it happens very quickly, so that it might as well have done so. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like I like that they got Takato out of town and like you know the the stuff with Rika and Henry where yeah they they are managing to get them out of town and then they find their they all find their own way into town rather than like agreeing to do it as a unit yeah <laughs> which which i do enjoy because it it, it kind of speaks to their own like you know they're gonna go into they're gonna show up for their own reasons i guess uh but i did like the banter at the end with them like chastising each other just being like, like you were gonna go w- without me it's like <laughs> yeah you got me like they're very like rika's very nonchalant about like yes. both catching them and then like both catching takato and then being caught by henry yeah yeah very very weird um, I I just gotta say, Takato is being real messy right now because last episode he poured his heart out to Jerry and now he's all blushing around Rika yeah. like, oh, your shirt looks nice. It looks nice on you, Rika. And I'm like, boy, you are two-timing the girl who has like been through like so much pain. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, that was a weird scene. I didn't like it. I really like, I didn't like I didn't like it. There's nothing about they haven't really ever shown any reason to have they've, they've never shown any sort of like inkling or anything of like any sort of like romantic connection between uh Rika and, and Takato. I feel like we've had like a few like little things like when she's like but it's like early on in the series like it's very joking when she's like oh you wanted to see me lover boy but like yeah we haven't gotten that in like forever and even that was so minor and more like yeah. Rika just like sort of bullying him for like being weird so it is yeah. really weird to get this moment where like last episode takata was like jerry like i think the moon is beautiful and then he's like oh hey rika nice shirt uh by the way like i'm blushing as red as a dang tomato yeah hey that's this is a real weird time to like decide you're going to i'm d- decide decide that they're they have crushes on each other <laughs> like yeah look if they, if they wanted it. to go Rika and Takato, then sure, but don't have him pour his heart out to Jerry in the episode before <laughs> and like play with the idea of being into Rika. That's yeah, that's that's more of a dub thing if I'm being entirely honest. Like, okay, it's still do, weird. Do you have in context. It's still weird in the sub, but like it's not, it's not as weird. It's because um, 
way back in like earlier episodes, to, like when Takata was trying to kind of um, butter her up, and like the the same scene where he calls her Rikachan, and then she tells him that she'll kick his ass if he calls her that right. again. Um, she she mentions he compliments her shirt and says that it suits her. And so in in this episode, um, when he notices the new shirt in the tunnel, he tries not to say anything, and then Rika says, "Are you going to ask me if it suits me?" And then Takata says, "Is it okay if I say that?" And then she just kind of looks away. Okay, yeah. see, that's a very good callback. I really like that. But him being like, "Oh, nice shirt, Queen." Ooh, it's like, dude, come on. Yeah, it's weirder that they cut out all of her lines from that exchange in the dub. Yeah, and then the scenes. I'm watching like, you, Takato. Jerry's already been through enough, and if you make my girl suffer anymore, you're done for, kid. And then, and then Henry and Scato just being like, don't say anything, don't say anything. And like, yeah, Henry's saying that as well. <laughs> just Henry's like, just like, you guys are so weird, stop it. Yeah. I'm here to fight a dang D-Reaper. Don't, don't, don't Henry and, 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 um, Henry and Rika, like, get together later on. <laughs> like, like, not... No, Later are stuff. you shipping them without knowing it, Tom? No, no, I'm talking about, like, the radio dramas. No? Don't don't they? I think so. Okay, I might have just imagined that. I'm I'm, I'm fact-checking this right now. Okay. Y- you keep talking. Okay. I think, like, I think Rika Rio is the end game for this show. Oh, yeah, of course. I guess. I don't I don't dig that either, though. I don't I don't buy yeah, it. Yeah, but it's like, there's clearly they're what they're too, going they're for. They're both too type A for for each other. <laughs> also, Rika, <laughs> no, Ryo has to, like, disappear into the void again to be in another JRPG, I'm guessing. Like, <laughs> that seems like, like his fate. And then he'll get, he'll just keep collecting dads across the multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really hope that the next um, Digimon story game has like Rio, like as a teenager, still wearing his like ill-fitting child clothes. Please, <laughs> just please like have I've been Rio here for the next Digimon story game. I've been here for six years. Please help me. <laughs> like he's like no, he's not even like the main character. He's like a side quest NPC. Yeah, that, he's, like, he's a secret. He's a secret boss who's who's lost his mind from being in the digital <laughs> world across so many different iterations. Millennium won't leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get me out of here. He won't let me and sleep. It- <laughs> and then you hear Susie's voice saying, "We don't want to go to bed." <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, Tom, I, I gotta ask you then: Are are you are you Team Rika Rio or Team Rika Henry then? Man, I don't. <sighs> you brought it up, a... so you got to answer. I don't give a shit. Dang, uh, okay. I thought I could get you this time, but no. one day, get one day, gadget. <laughs> Next time, gadget. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, was it right or not? I couldn't find anything. Oh, okay. I honestly don't think there's like a script <laughs> for the 2018. Maybe, maybe no one, no one wants to talk about the Digimon team as radio drama. It's funny that. Um, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much more to say about this episode uh, unless we're missing anything massive. But um, I still, yeah, I think it's funny how like they tried to use, like, military, like, helicopters and missiles on a giant pig, and it didn't work. And now they're like, oh, you know what would work? Let's bring infantry against the giant amorphous chaos goo. It, it, it's like, God, you're this all is, idiots. This is, a, this is a very personal pet peeve, but it does, for some reason, really bother me that they keep calling this military force the, the Japanese army. It's like, no, Japan has not had an army since World War II. They still don't have an army these days. So, like, what what is it then? Is it just it's like the, a... it's the Japanese Self Defense Force, which is okay. basically like it's DDF. like 
militarized police, essentially. They only exist to, to handle internal um, issues, which is why they don't have the same level of, of uh, armaments and kit as, like, the U.S. military would, for example. Because, you know, after after World War II, the U.S. made them sign a bunch of sanctions that included you do not have the right to a military force anymore. You, you can have a very small, very under-equipped, you know, group to, to deal with internal conflicts, and that's it. Yeah. Which is part uh. of why the D-Reaper is able to, you know, grow as quickly and as um, unchecked as it is, is because they, they literally do not have the, the equipment or, or manpower to, to face down this thing. But also... They wouldn't have that anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know? of course. Yeah. Of course. But like, That's it's... how this goes. That's how this goes. Yeah. It, it, it just, hard yeah, like it just feels... come in or whatever, but, you know. It just feels really disingenuous to look at, like, this group of, like, this extremely small group of, like, eight soldiers and be like, yep, that's our army. That's our, that's the Japanese army. It's like, no, We have come two on. tanks and eight soldiers. We can definitely <laughs> handle this. Yeah, it just feels like a weird thing where, like, I don't... You're already dropping names like Shinjuku and Nagano and whatever. I don't think that anyone would, you know, be confused if you said the Japanese self-defense force or something. It just feels weird to keep insisting that this is the army when that's not, you know, the case at all. I didn't yeah. think it was a bit... I didn't think it was a bit, like, maybe, like, a much when they gave, like, the army guy, like, the, like, very stereotypical, like, like yeah, the sergeant army sort of voice. voice. It's just sort of like, hang on. <laughs> That's a very American thing. <laughs> like this yeah, is not. I, American I feel like. Army. I feel like yeah. the movie Full Metal Jacket just permanently destroyed any any chance <laughs> of any military general character being original. Yeah, <laughs> Ever since that movie, every single one is um is just a rip off of Arlie Army from from Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. You are not wrong on that one. Um, yeah, but I don't know. It's like yeah, it's a classic thing though of like you know the. Hey, your guns won't do anything or whatever. It's 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 that it's that sort of like. Haven't they seen the dang thing, TV but... show? They should know <laughs> that if if yeah. helicopters can't even beat a, like a very big bug, how are you going to beat Chaos Scoop? They saw that scene where like the Digimon were worried about causing an international incident <laughs> on the like <laughs> Chinese Russian border, and they were like, "Oh, okay, so maybe these things will listen to the <laughs> will listen to." Um, <laughs> Uh, the uh, you know to military, but so we're only a self defense force. Ah, shit, <laughs> we're screwed. Oh no, the Digimon um, will never respect us now. Thanks, no. United States sanctions. The Digimon will never, will never respect the troops. Um, <laughs> Good. Yes. Yeah. I was also going to say like yeah that Japan not having an army probably actually seems like a pretty fucking cool thing but like yeah not for the way all it's the implemented wrong, for all the cool. wrong reasons yeah, it, yeah. And, it, it's, it, and it's not Japan specifically having not not having an army that's cool it's just not having an army in general yeah. it seems like a pretty cool yeah, thing to do yeah we're, we're making that clear <laughs> you can tell it rules because fascists like the dude who wrote attack on titan hate it they're all they're always like complaining about it and like the, the 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 overall final thesis statement of of that manga of Attack on Titan is it would be really cool if Japan had an army again, you guys. <laughs> oh great! Yeah, no wonder that one weird dude in the government liked it. Yeah, it is. It is so funny that the entire time that show was airing and it started getting like progressively more and more openly fashy. And then the fans are like, oh no, you're just misinterpreting it. You're not seeing it right. And then the ending just fully embraces it. It goes, yes, this is a fascist story. We are pro-fascist. And they went, god damn it. <laughs> it's impossible no, the, to the defend. The people who are trying end. to defend it were like, oh, actually, I'm going mask off too. 
<laughs> yeah. So the, it it would be like I would actually like not be surprised if they did that. But the number of people who just threw their hat in the ground and stomped on it, like damn it, you're right, was really funny. Well, at least they came to that conclusion. Um, also, does this mean yeah, our, just... our attack on podcast? Uh, sorry, our attack on podcast. <laughs> We're attacking <laughs> every... the very concept of podcasts. <laughs> every episode is an attack on podcasts. <laughs> um, no, well, that's ruined that joke. But yes, no, we will not be doing an attack on Titan uh, podcast. If we're so, doing no. another podcast, it's Metabots. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sorry. I keep, I keep forgetting, keep forgetting, but yes, you, you are right. Well, that's no, we, exactly we, can't, we, we can't do Metabots if that NFT company owns them. Oh, oh God, you're right, that's too us. Okay, I gotta, explain, I gotta explain this. So this this, this conglomerate of crypto douchebags um, okay. is trying to abuse copyright law to claim ownership of the Metabot series in North America. Um, oh, okay. And make, and make NFTs out of it. And they're basically just counting on being beneath the notice of the company that actually owns the rights in Japanese. It's not Takara Tomi. Like, they're a pretty fucking big company, right? Or... Yeah, that's the funniest part, <laughs> is that like they think they can get away with it. And like so far, they are, because you know they've been really low-key about it. But I just, I'm really excited for... You know the hammer to come down, and for them to get all of their all their stupid little JPEGs crushed into oblivion. I hope yeah. so. But those assholes. Um, Meta B. Leave, leave Meta B shoots alone. them with missiles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Meta uh, doesn't deserve this. No. No, it deserves far better than this. Yes. Um. And yeah. And so do we. So. Um. Shall we wrap up with this episode? There, there was one more thing I wanted to say. I wasn't okay. able to Go say it. it earlier because I, I hadn't, I wasn't looking at the right place in my notes. But right I away. do think it's kind of weird that the the dub kind of inverts uh, Rumiko's characterization this episode. Because okay. in the dub, um, at the beginning, beginning of the episode, she's calling her agent to try to schedule a photo shoot because right. she wants to take her take her mind off things or whatever. Um, which kind of makes her. her behavior later on in the episode a bit confusing where she actually loving and, and caring uh, and then Rika's like I think she's changed even more than I have which would make sense if it, this was the sub because in the sub what she's doing during that phone call is she's cancelling a bunch of appointments so that she can spend you know the day with Rika instead because Aww. she kind of already senses that Rika's going to go again and she wants to spend as much time with, as her with po- as possible before she goes oh. she's going to bring all so the powers it- back <laughs> So it it just yeah it just feels weird that like those two like moments exist in the same um, episode in the dub because in the sub it, it totally makes sense like she's canceling all these appointments so that she can go out and buy the shirt for for Rika and spend time with her before she goes. Um, whereas in the dub it seems like she's trying to get more work she's trying to get more busy which is you know just sticking with her old habits not really reflecting the changes that she's gone through ever since Rika left. Yeah, which is weird, because, like, we also do sort of see, like, how she's, like, chilled out. So it is kind of weird that she's like, hey, get me more fashion model gigs. Also, hey, Rika, I've changed completely. Yeah, it's it's strange, and I'm not really sure why they made that change, because that, that's an intentional change. Like, it's not just, like, a mistranslation. Like, they, they actively had to look at that line and made the decision that instead of canceling them, she's booking more. Yeah, that's... Anyway, that's that's all I really wanted to say. Um, I just found that a bit weird because, like, 
the changes like that stick out to me a lot because those that's like an yeah like i said that's that's an editorial decision that that's not just like a, a an error or whatever okay so i have found the script for 2018 and there are no mentions of john lang or rookie being a thing i'm sorry tom okay there's a no, thing about about uh john lang like being part of the nsa i think <laughs> oh, fuck off. i'm, 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 I'm trying Kanaka. to i'm trying to find it he said Kanaka, come on the I, podcast so i can kick your ass over the fucking discord i made tonight. the same prediction when i was researching in the nsa about something that i haven't like read because i don't really care to read all of this oh uh, so no. henry's gonna yeah. look at your nudes on the internet <laughs> no no wonder. And also, like, Rika's doing, like, or Ruki is doing, like, freestyle motocross, I guess. She, no, she's just, like, a stunt performer, I think, if I remember correctly. <laughs> uh, I, what I saw was that, like, her mom, like, ap- after she graduated was like, you're gonna be a model. And then she's like, I'm bored and did motocross, I guess. Is this, like, is this, like, the, the on, like, light novel about Naoto post Persona 4? Like, where they made her into a sexy, like, detective or whatever? Yeah, with, like, no. really long hair in a suit. Like, <laughs> hair that would be impossible to grow, to grow to, to that length in just two years. And just two years? Oh, I didn't realize that was the time frame. Ugh, that's... Okay. Yeah, uh, like her, her, her hair went from being, like, cropped above her ears to down to her ass in just two years. And it's like, stop. No, that totally get away happens. From it's r- that totally happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so that's my update about how bad Digimon Tamers 2018 is. As we already knew, but there we go. As we already, I knew. mean, yeah. Well, we know we know 2021 is a fucking we, train we, wreck. We could have easily surmised yes. that 2018 was also bad. Yes, I, I, the little I looked up of it before recording that one episode we did. Um, told me enough to never need to actually <laughs> watch it but oh whatever not watch it but you know what i mean um yeah so yeah anyway is that i it? think that about we... does it for these episodes yeah then. great episodes i thought um really yeah, insane I... stuff yeah <laughs> in some of these some really some fun stuff in other parts it's a good calm before the storm but there's still like plenty of like tension and conflict going on yeah so. you keep you keep saying it's the calm before the storm but i think we're just like fully in it and it's just gonna get louder and louder and louder as we go on like the, i mean i mean are... by the end of, by like the middle of 42 or even the beginning of 42 we really are but yeah like yeah. Just, i mean like stuff hasn't gone like completely like bananas Sideways, yet just yeah, mostly yeah. just just yeah just a lot, a lot of dark shit going on already so um and it's only gonna get you know weirder <laughs> so um can't believe yes. Jerry Jerry speared her younger stepbrother, half brother, to yes. offer some D Reaper. Yeah. Oof. Anyways. That damn D Reaper. Scra- <laughs> Scrafty. If people want to send in mail, uh, where can they do that to? Uh, you can send in uh, mail either via email at um, diginovacast at gmail.com. That's D I G I Novacast at gmail.com. Or on Twitter, uh, our username on Twitter is just at Diginovacast, same spelling as the email. Uh, you can either just you know, send us an, uh, send us or like you know a tweet uh, with your question in it, or slide into our DM, which we're always open. Uh, a decision I regretted this past weekend when I got a ping, uh, went to excitedly check it and realized it was a porn bot asking me to look at her butthole. So, um, 
please <laughs> please sear that from my memory. I gotta go check our nice DMs, DMs real quick. Uh, you you both handle. I'm gonna go check the DMs real quick. <laughs> um. So I, yeah, no, I, I, I deleted it because I did not like looking at it. But okay, um, well, I, I may have more questions about that um, after the podcast. But, but like, yeah, <laughs> I had no idea this has happened. So that's I was saving it for here for the double whammy. Okay, Thank you. that's perfect. That's I appreciate perfect. it. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, please, please rinse my brain of that memory by sending us some nice DMs instead about how much you like. Uh, tamers or how much do you want to share your your nostalgia about tamers with us anything aside from porn by butthole do you okay. hate digimon tamers 2018 and 2021 do you have thoughts on takato and jerry versus takato and rika versus henry and rika versus head don't don't send those i almost in. said i almost said henry and rio which like i guess could work i guess i could work yeah, with sure. but why not? rika and jerry yeah that's uh, no. send me your thoughts on rika and jerry Jerry. They would get along. They would work. Rika, Rika doesn't need that. Rika doesn't what are you saying? That. She doesn't deserve a depressed girl. What are you trying to say? I mean, no one... Are you saying Jerry should no one, die no one needs... alone and, love, and loveless? Well, it does, that does seem where the story's going. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just picking up what the text is putting down. So, like, that just, Fair that, enough. That, yeah. I'm not saying she should have that happen. I'm just saying... It seems like it's probably pretty likely at this point. <laughs> Do you have thoughts on whether or not Jerry should die alone and loveless? Send them into the Novacast. Yes. Feel free <laughs> to do that. It's a really fucked up thing. Um, <laughs> Anyways, Scrafty, what have you been up to and where can we find you? I am on Twitter at ScraftyDevil. Uh, presently, uh, I am looking to start a cool RPG that is free on Steam. It costs zero dollars and zero cents uh, called Getting the Car Loser. Yeah! Uh, it is the latest game by the... Uh, I believe the same people who made uh, the really incredible visual novels um, We Know the Devil and um, Heaven, Will Be, Heaven Will Be Mine, which are... No, it's it's both... um, it's by the by the woman who made um, Analog and like Hate Plus. Oh right, yeah. Sorry, the yeah the the team behind those two I mentioned are just the, the producers on this one, right? Um, but yeah, like, either way, it's a very very great team behind it. Um, I haven't gotten like too far in it yet, so I can't I can't speak too much to it. But it's just oozing with charm. Uh, I love the characters. The battle system is I would best describe it as Final Fantasy thirteen if it wasn't boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's great so far. Um, I heard I hear it's about ten hours long, which is, I think is like a perfect length for like an indie RPG. Uh, it's also got a bonus chapter that's ten dollars if you do want to financially support it. Um, and if you beat that chapter, your progress carries over into the main game as well. So I might look into that if I'm if I continue to enjoy it as much as I am. Um, I've been continuing to play Pokemon Unite as well. Uh, it's the, that's just a great bite sized game for playing whenever I'm you know finishing up something or waiting for files to send or upload or whatever. Uh, they just released Decidueye as a playable character in that. Uh, it is a really interesting character uh, design-wise in that it does crazy damage, but also dies in, like, one hit. <laughs> ah, the glass cannon. The true, the true yeah. glass cannon. So, so trying to I, w- I would have figured he just... Uh, Decidueye would be, like, more of, like, a ranged character of some sort. Oh, or like... it, it is, yeah. Like it, but, like, not with that problem. Its ability actually makes it so that it does more damage the further away it is from the opponent. So you always want to kind of kite around them and keep them at the very edge of your 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 damage radius. 
Oh, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, like what what makes it difficult to play is that there are a ton of Pokemon in this game that have moves that are like gap closers. Like they just move it forward really fast and get them in your face. And Decidueye has no way to deal with that. So it doesn't matter how far away you are. If a Talonflame dives into your face, you're dead. Like you can't do anything <laughs> about that. So it's a very you know high risk, high reward character. You kind of have to play around your teammates to make sure that you have a bodyguard to defend you from from gankers and whatever. Uh, but it is fun to play. I am enjoying it so far. Uh, then the next two Pokemon being released have already been leaked. Uh, Serena is coming in December, and then uh, Dragonite is coming later on that month. Ah, Dragonite. Okay. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing uh, Dratini <laughs> squirm around the map and, and smack <laughs> uh, Pokemon with his tail. So. Oh, boot. oh yeah, that would like, be good. Like uh, Bounceweet is going to be uh, adorable as well. Oh like, yeah, that'll be that'll be so cute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna keep playing the game and keep uh, enjoying it, despite my occasional frustrations with um, the game's community. Even like, I'm very glad once again there's no there's no chat because otherwise I would be yelling at a lot of people for for going AFK. <laughs> That's the most annoying thing you can do to someone in a team based game, and it seems to be very prevalent in this game, unfortunately. That's a shame. Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. Now, there's a, no worse feeling than doing really well early in the game, and then you realize one of your teammates uh, died and hasn't moved from spawn in the past two minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. That definitely sounds like small child playing the game and got mad that they died. <laughs> Slash, thirty-year-old yeah, I... man and <laughs> 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 got mad that he died. I think part part of it might be because uh, the game is playable on mobile and on Switch. Yes, and I think. Some people, while playing on mobile, if they die or something, while they're waiting to respond, they might go check their messages or like do something else and uh, not realize that like, closing the app or like minimizing the app disconnects you from the server. Oh, so um, yeah, it's it's really annoying though. I I I wish there was a heavier penalty from go for from for going AFK because as it is right now, you'd have to go AFK in like six matches in a row in order to get enough um, reputation point penalty to stop being uh, matched up. In, in random uh, matches, so that's rough. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's annoying, but it's you know it's part of the game. At least it's not like League of Legends, where a, a match lasts like you know forty five minutes and also is made by a horrible abusive company. <laughs> yes, I'm sure there's no. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sure there's no bones in the uh, Pokemon company's closet. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure the Timmy and the Timmy and Tencent are are absolutely yes. squeaky clean. Absolutely yeah, squeaky yeah. clean. <laughs> But also, that said, um, anyone who's like, ooh, Tencent, straight away is probably a shit. Oh, yeah, no, so. leave, leave that xenophobia out of this. Like, <laughs> if, if you're upset at Tencent, but not at, like, Riot or, you know, Ubisoft or, heaven forbid, Activision Blizzard, then, like, yeah, you're you're a freaking racist loser. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, God, that Activision stuff. Oh, nasty. Yeah, it's, yeah, it gets worse get every started, single day. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, we won't get into that too much. This is supposed to be an, an uplifting podcast experience. Well, <laughs> yeah, we are covering Digimon Tamers, so it's, no, you know, I mean, like your mileage may vary, but I, I say that ironically, knowing that we've we've done multiple, you know, okay, right. very sober segments where we talk about very serious news. Okay, um, that's true. But um, what else? What, the other thing I did this week is my my girlfriend and I finished um watching Demon Slayer together. It was my technically third time through it because i had read the manga and seen the anime before but it was her first time so i really like enjoyed seeing her reactions to it it was however the first time that i saw the movie for it um that's a great movie which is called uh, mugen train and yeah it is it is fantastic i adore Ain't it. that that cartoon from cartoon network you like 
What? Uh, no. Infinity no, that's, Train. That's, that's Infinity Train. This is Mugen Train. No. Not to be confused with Infinity Train, which is English for Mugen Train. See, that's that's next bit. That's the joke. <laughs> that yeah, I, cool. I feel like they had to call it Mugen Train in, in English, specifically because that trademark for Infinity Train already existed. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's also I can't... it's also not an infinity train. Just just hey, spoilers, but like that, that, <laughs> the title is meaningless. In, in yeah, it's, it's, it is literally a train called Mugen. That's it. It has a nameplate that says Mugen on the front. That, that's yes. that's the only difference. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Um. The dub was surprisingly incredible. The performances were really powerful in that. Um. The final battle in that movie is like one of the most spectacular things I've ever seen. I am so upset that this was not released in theaters in Canada because I would have killed to see that on like an even bigger I, screen. I saw it on the I saw it on the screen. Oh, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. How was okay? <laughs> I, I won't I won't get into spoilers, but how did the how did the ninth form look on on that screen? Oh yeah, the whole thing just looked fantastic. Like oh. it, it was it was it was really fun. I've not I'm not really a Demon Slayer person, but like I'd heard so much hype about this film and so on. And it was kind of at the point where I was like I was kind of you know, I wanted to see what it was like going back to the cinema again. Um yeah. after having bite both my jabs and all that. So um I went for it then and yeah, it was uh, it was it was a pretty fun time. that's a really well made film. I have no yeah. idea why they're redoing that story for like T V. But it's for budget, most likely. It's because that that movie probably cost as much to make as like three seasons of the show. So like, we're yeah, our money's worth. Goddamn, probably it. made so much money in return. At this oh, point, it absolutely right? did. It was yeah. the, it was it the made highest budget grossing back film. Of, it was the highest grossing film of last year, which is just, you know not not a very high bar considering the state of the world. But <laughs> it's oh well, worldwide. I don't know. Okay, that's, yeah, that's worldwide. Still, it's still pretty impressive. Yeah, I have, I have a um, question yeah. about this movie. Did they slay the demon? They do slay the demon. Nice. Okay. Well, they slay a demon. <laughs> I mean, still, movie is still yes. technically correct in the name. Then, so go ahead, go for it. Demon uh, slay, so, yeah, slay like, the I, demon. So, Tom, yeah. you weren't familiar with the show before seeing this, right? Uh, not particularly. No. So you you hadn't like watched it like voluntarily or whatever, right? No, no. But it was easy and, enough to follow along. I, I yeah, and did did were you did you still feel emotionally affected by the climax and ending? I, I mean, they they I did think it went on a bit too long, <laughs> but <laughs> they um they really put you know they yeah I watched it sort to be clear, and uh, they they really obviously put their you know put their asses into it, into it like they put a whole lot of effort into you know the performances and that so. Yeah, so there you go. There's your there's your endorsement, folks. Even if you haven't seen the show, go check out that movie. It's really cool. Um, I yeah, I, I loved it. I think it's it's one of the better anime movies that I've seen. Um, I I really hope this becomes a trend. Honestly, like instead of making a movie that's an original story that's entirely disconnected from the the series, that they just start adapting important arcs into movies instead. Yeah, because like yeah, the, bu- the, like, the budget just shows so well on this. Like it it. It gave it the, the the bravado that it deserved, and every time I see an anime that like treats important moments with like you know, static images and minimal animation, it makes me sad. So I hope that this becomes a new thing. The success of this movie emboldens anime producers and, and uh, production companies to start yes. taking the movie route for for significant arcs. Yeah, yeah, I I think that'll be fun. Um, not always possible, obviously, but I think yeah, with Demon Slayer, it had all that momentum behind it, and they really just went for it. And yeah, they clearly it clearly paid off because yeah, you have people like me seeing it who 
definitely wouldn't have bothered otherwise. So, um, yeah. And I think something similar is going to happen this year because uh, there's another anime that came out recently, um, Jujutsu Kaisen. Yes. Um, which is getting a prequel movie in uh, December. And to my understanding, this prequel movie is actually based on a, a, a prequel manga that um, ran before the, the Jujutsu yeah, okay. Kaisen manga started. So I think that's a really interesting way of filling in that backstory without having to, you know, do a bunch of flashback episodes in the anime. So we'll see if if this movie turns out to be good then hopefully it'll it'll you know fully put into into motion this this trend of of animating um significant uh portions of a, a manga as as movies instead of anime yeah yeah sounds good so yeah that's that's about all i've been up to to be entirely honest i haven't been keeping uh super busy with with my media lately um i still haven't seen um latest aew event but i heard it was it was super super good it was, a it was a lot of fun. We have a new champion, if I'm, if I'm understanding correctly. Yeah, Hangman, Hangman Adam Page is now nice. the champion, and I'm so fucking happy. It was, it was really fun. Um, you know, so... Omega had a good run. He, he had yeah. a good run. Shall we, shall, we just, shall we just seg into what I'm doing then? Because, because that's kind of one thing <laughs> I guess, I'd, I guess I've watched <laughs> lately. Go for it. Yeah, we're, yeah, where yeah, can I we mean... find you first? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at all, as always, at at Hot. Um, and yeah, I watched. AEW's full gear pay-per-view um, the last weekend. Uh, well, a couple of weekends back when you're hearing this. And uh, it was... Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was it was one of those things where I stayed up late to watch it with one of my, one of my friends and... Oh, boy. Uh, it went on. It went on late. But um, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, yes, the change in champion was great. The hangman stuff was great. Um, there was some good... Yeah, just good matches overall. I really enjoyed, like, the... Um, the CM Punk Eddie Kingston match <laughs> was a lot of fun, um, and then um, just various bits and bobs uh, throughout the whole thing, really. But um, it was um, yeah, it was good. I, I like I like what AEW is doing, and you know they continuing to have good momentum and so on and so forth. Um, maybe don't hire someone that like several women have like spoken out against being like kind of a weird pervert. Because that's what they just did. I hate when... What? Who, who are they bring on? Jade Lethal. Huh. So just Google Jade Lethal speaking out and you'll get most of the news there. But I don't know. It just seems like, hey, I wouldn't hire someone who had like a weird PR cloud hanging over his head. Uh, you know, seemed... regardless of how, how you know, confirmed or whatever any any um, accusations were. So um, it's just, yeah, I don't know. But but wrestling is like that. It's all very much like, you know, it's all kind of like it's it's a bit lads, lad culture or whatever. You know, it's that kind of thing where you can get this stuff happen sometimes. And ah, I don't know. But I I, I don't think it will continue. I don't think he will be tolerated to be that person. But I'm just like, yeah. well, why why even why even bother? Why even take the risk? It's, it's not. Been it's a not like it's a, good. It's been a bit of a weird year for that. Like, there's been multiple companies or organizations or whatever who have hired people who are known to be shitters like <laughs> yes with seemingly without any self-awareness like the entire jeopardy um fiasco that happened earlier this year where like they were about to hire someone who is a sexual you know a sex a sex pest and yes. then after canning him they went ahead and hired someone who was an anti-vaxxer so it's like what are you doing well yeah I oh think, yeah I think 
that's not the stuff with Jeopardy was funny because I was like watching that and like I was realizing, oh, this is what happens when like a bunch of people on like Twitter are like clued or like interested in a show, which ultimately probably has its largest audience in like I don't know Middle America or whatever, um, and they think they can just do whatever the fuck they want because <laughs> you know because because they've not got any sort of like scrutiny or whatever as far as they're concerned. But actually, hey, guess what? No, you have tons of people watching the show who definitely will scrutinize you for it. Um, yeah. So it was uh, that was that was ridiculous. Yeah, I do think it's I think it's so funny that they like a, a lot of these people say. Um, Oh, you know, you live in an echo chamber or whatever. When in in truth, you know, they they're isolated in their own echo chamber where they don't rec- they don't realize all the criticism that's being thrown at them until they're in the public eye. Yeah, I mean, I think I think generally speaking, like everyone can be accused of having their own echo chambers or whatever, blah blah blah. But like ultimately, it's just like, hey, don't. Why are you standing behind this person who's like clearly just god awful human being? <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. That stuff always annoys me. But anyway, um, other than that, though, um, I've not been up to a great deal just between work and like just other stuff that's been going on. Um, I've been playing a lot more Animal Crossing still. I'm just continuing to enjoy the update there, although I'm not sure how much longer I'll play it. Like, I guess I'll see how I get on um, with that. Um, other stuff I've been playing, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like halfway between like games at the moment because I've played it so much lately, and I'm just like, uh, you know, I'm kind of kind of want to pick something up at some point, but I'm not too sure what exactly I want to do just yet. So it's going to be a case of maybe I'll do like, um, I think I want to go back to Hitman before the year's out because I want to do Hitman Free because I got it ages ago, but only really spent time on like. The levels from the previous games <laughs> because um, that game is Hitman is like such an overwhelming game in terms of the amount of choice and so on you've got in each map. Um, so yeah, I kind of want to go back to that at some point. I've got Dragon Quest sort of staring at me as like a thing I should finally like pick pick up again. Um, that's Dragon Quest Eleven to be clear. Um, and then I don't know, but other than that, it's just like I want to play Smash Bros more. I'm enjoying Sora a lot still. Uh, I'm close to getting him into Elite Smash, so I kind of want to just do that. Nice. And I'm be like, I want to be like, okay, I'll, fi- I'll find someone else I can play. But to be honest, I I I pick up, I try to pick up and play other characters, and like I'm on quick play, and I just realize I'm like booty butt cheeks with like a lot of them. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm like, I understand. Yeah, I, I, like, I, wa- I want to play Sephiroth, and I'm like, oh god, <laughs> like what's going on? <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, I think, I think generally speaking, um, I'm just kind of flitting between things, but you know, that, that, that's fine. And, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll leave it at that for, for this week. Um, but Sloan, what have you been up to and where can we find you? You can find me at Sloan Rosette. I've been playing a lot of Dicey Dungeons this week. It's on Game Pass for free. It's like, it's kind of like a, a roguelike, um, like episodic roguelike in a way in terms of like each each run is set out in a certain way, but like there are varying elements of uh, dice characters who use dice to use different attacks. It's really fun. It's very tough. I I've managed to get through uh, all six episodes because you know dice one through six with two of the characters, but I still have like four more to do it with, and it's, I'm struggling to like get by at some points. 
So that's a lot of fun, but it is very tough. And I've just been getting a little like, oh, like I'm just having a time with this. Um, still been playing P5S. I'm almost at the, I'm probably going to beat like the third dungeon tonight. I've been enjoying that still. Like the, the more like I level up and like open and have like more stats and stuff, like the more the combat is opened up and I'm really Wait. kind of enjoying it now. What game like, is that soon? What? Uh, P5S, uh, Persona 5 Strikers. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yes. Persona Sorry, 5 Strikers. Sure. <laughs> no, Thank my you. bad. That's, that's my bad. I, I run off a thing of like thinking like, oh yeah, if I say the thing, then clearly everyone else knows the thing. Right. But no, <laughs> that's not how it works. But yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying that. Uh, the, the combat is really good. I kind of would like to see another like type of game, like a Persona game, like done in this way, because it's just a lot of fun. Like the, the map design is pretty decent, and so like the sneaking around is fun, and the, the combat is pretty fun because you just use a fire spell on like fifty Jack Frosts at once, and they all fall down, and that's pretty satisfying to me. I'm a simple person with simple tastes and needs. <laughs> Other than that, not much else. Things have just been very busy lately. Um, end of the year is coming up, so you know things are things are pretty chaotic. So I'm I'm doing a bunch of other stuff, but. And I need to get back to Animal Crossing because I bought the DLC, but I haven't done, like, much of it yet. And I really need to just, like, find some time to be like, okay, like, I'm going to spend like, a few hours to do a few houses tonight type of thing. But hopefully soon I'll get to that. I am I am probably going to grab that at some point. So I think I think that might be the point where I'm, like, I'm done with... I, I, I When I'm getting, like, sort of um, bored or whatever with, like, what's already in the game. Or I guess mm -hmm. what's already in the game now. Um, then I might look at that DLC because that seems like it opens up a whole lot of other things on top of what everything else they already just added. So uh, yeah, honestly, I loved Happy Home Designer. So to get more of it for twenty five dollars is like a no brainer for me. I would never buy like that as a standalone game, and and I didn't on the 3DS. It just didn't seem like a thing I was that interested in. But like as an attachment for an actual Animal Crossing game. Yeah, just genius move on their part. Yeah, it's a shame that it's, shame, it's a shame that it's been so associated with this like the online expansion pack thing because by all rights that just seems like a total clusterfuck. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it's a good it, DLC, and I haven't even like gotten into much of it yeah. yet. But like just knowing what I know is like yeah, like that's a good DLC, and I can't wait to play more of it. I'm surprised neither of you said that you'd picked up uh, uh SMT five yet. Uh, I'm I... waiting for like holidays. I, money. Okay. I gotta yeah, like, buy I'm, gifts I'm, for I'm people really first. I too. I don't. I don't really have the the time nor the will to play a, a super hard, <laughs> you know, fifty hour RPG right now. Yeah, I'm excited to play it when I do get it. But you don't. You're not quite in the mood to be called a fuckboy by demons before getting <laughs> one hit KO'd. Um, that and I'm I'm waiting to see if there's any uh, patented Atlas uh, bigotry yeah. in this one. That is a great point. Yeah, I feel like the SMT yeah, games don't suffer from that as much as the like persona games but i think that's literally just due to the fact that they are so gameplay focused and <laughs> like yeah yeah i don't know like yeah yeah you're not wrong for wanting to wait for that absolutely um oof. but i think you'd have heard something by now but you know. I, I i would hope so but i don't think that most people have beaten the game yet so who knows there could be some okay, surprise yeah. 11th hour <laughs> racism or something good point <laughs> but... yeah yeah yeah, I you know modern Atlas just like I nothing would surprise me. So no. yeah, sadly not. Yeah, uh, but yeah. that's really about it for me. 
Uh, I haven't been doing much either, uh, except being tired and wanting to sleep a bunch. But hey, like, it's 2021. Who that's doesn't want kids, to sleep a bunch? That's what the kids call a big mood right there. Yeah, it's, it's big mood. That's, uh, what else? Do they say Kino? The kids say Kino, right? Based. Based? Oh it's God. based? Sleeping is based? I'm so sick of... This is gonna. This is gonna make me sound like such an old old man, but I I can't stand him. I can't stand anyone who says based. <laughs> Just like <laughs> fuck off. If especially when the like, podcast is cringe, I don't want to be based. Especially when it's like someone who's like over thirty, and I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's like the equivalent of like standing outside playgrounds and just being like, yeah, uh, or something. It just How do you do, off. fellow kids? Yeah. Also, little B is like a weird pervert. <laughs> like, yeah. Why are you Why are you co-opting his like his words? I don't know. Oh god, it doesn't matter. The only time I use uh, base is in the context of if X is cringe, then I don't want to be based. Based? Okay, based so on what? You're being, yeah. Based like on a, Digimon like, Tamers, actually. Um, like, so. like a, like a, the only thing I want to see base uh, is is a turkey. It's, nice! Happy it's Thanksgiving if you're Boom. listening. Yeah. Uh, this should be out on Thanksgiving. I hope you're enjoying your turkey. I hope you're enjoying your friends and family, whoever you're <laughs> seeing. It right. Time I hope you're it. you're listening to this podcast. Um, we <laughs> we celebrate the eating of food for all our American friends in Novacast. We don't celebrate the other things Thanksgiving are about. Play us out, Mariah Carey. Yeah, dude. dude. Okay, no. Anyways, <laughs> next week, forty-three through forty-five. Uh, Ooh, this is gonna be our last three-parter for the season, yes. and it's gonna be some big ones. And I hope you're ready because. I'm not. It's still. The free, it's, it's the threesome for the season. Is that no? Is that anything? No, I don't like that. No. <laughs> episode title. Yeah. No. That's no. I mean, next week maybe. Ep- episode title for next okay. for next week. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, this has been the Novacast, and thank you for listening. Bye bye, everyone. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>